0: Welcome to Movie Heaven, Movie Hell, with me, Simon Aiken, and
1: and I'm Keith Isles, and we are both independent filmmakers who enjoy watching and discussing movies. And for this Fright Fest special, we are joined by uh, friends and fellow filmmakers, Clive Asherden and Mike Tack, and first time Fright Fester, Paul Cross. So, welcome to the podcast, guys.
2: Hi-ya. Oh, hello,
3: hello. That was exciting, wasn't it? <laughs>
0: yeah. Full
1: of you enthusiasm. Can tell, well, anyone would think we've been up watching uh watching movies for like five days in a row, wouldn't you? Yeah.
0: <laughs> so are you guys all recovered?
3: Yeah, I've got tomorrow off. <laughs> Uh, it's Thursday, by the way, so I'm, I've got tomorrow off, and uh, yeah, I wasn't too bad, it's just I had so many games to play when I got home, I just had to go to bed with all these things wrapped in cellophane, which is really annoying, but... <laughs> it's, it's,
1: it's, it's hard to believe it was a week ago Yeah, and it started.
3: Blimey, yeah. <laughs> mm.
1: But uh, there you have it. Um, so yes, uh, we're, we're here today to talk about uh, Fright Fest 2017. Um, and, uh, just to give you a bit better introduction, Paul, uh, this for you, you, you obviously helped us on some of our movies that we've made and, um, as crew. And, uh, this was your first experience of Fright Fest. Is that correct?
2: Yeah, that, that was, that's correct. That, um, uh, Mike keeps pestering me to come along. And to be honest, the idea of spending a whole day watching four or five films seems like quite a long and uh, drawn out way to spend a day so I was uh, a bit nervous of going but I'm quite glad that I took the invitation and uh, really really enjoyed it
1: there you go you see so yeah. so will, will you be going other years
2: yeah yeah I'm uh, definitely planning on coming back next year and, and get more people to come along as well because it's, wow. it's a really good experience yeah one, surprised one I made it,
1: yes, absolutely. it Uh, And I guess we should give honorable mentions to some of our uh, friends and regular Fright Festers who were there, Tim Richards, Stuart Wright, Jason Bourne, Graham Curry and also Claire and Anthony Bueno were there. And I'm sure uh, there were a lot more that I probably Uh, didn't know. Andy uh,
3: Thomas. Andy Thomas? Do with the glasses from Telford. That's right. Who works in a glassless room. So that says a lot about his personality. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, and uh there's also uh oh i can't remember his name now he, he just thanked me for not taking the piss out of him all weekend when we went so he was quite oh, pleased right. about that yeah well, that's that's very
1: unusual for there to be someone that you don't take the piss
3: out of <laughs> <laughs> yeah i know i know there I know. you have I was, it I was, I was gentle on him the weekend uh, so
1: yeah I have to say as well, um, Adam Green uh, kind of stole my thunder slightly because it was always my intention to, uh, you know, dedicate this episode to George Romero. I I wore, you know, the little button badge of him all weekend because of obviously the contribution he's made to the genre. But then, you know, bizarrely, uh, we also lose Toby Hooper the day after Mm. the... uh, the the um, prequel to uh, Texas Chainsaw, the Leatherface film, showed. Mm. So it was kind of a, a, a sad weekend from that point of view. That that the icons, you know, those those masters of horror that we all grew up loving. Um, uh sadly leaving us at an alarming rate these days so uh yeah so
0: uh Heath, why don't you uh explain to the listeners why adam green stole your uh your thunder in, in some sense
1: oh no all, it, all no, the only reason i mean that is he obviously did a a, a very nice a very moving um dedication um while we we're at fright fest uh you, you know to george romero um uh, and, and of course, you know the following day, uh, y- you know we lost Toby Hooper. So, um, but no, no, no. I, I only mean stole my thunder in some matches. I was going to dedicate the episode to, to George Romero before before we even did Fight <laughs> Fest. You know that's, that's what I mean. But uh, uh, but hey ho, you know um, it, it's important that these guys are remembered. Wes Craven also got honorable mention in there as well, which I think was in, was important. So. Uh, Hmm. So, yes, um, you, you know, uh, good good to have them remembered. And, and I, I thought Adam Adam Green spoke really well uh, about it all, actually. So, He's a nice um, guy, isn't
3: he? Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, I like him. Yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, this year marked uh, a, a couple of returns. I mean, one, Frightfest returning to the Empire, which uh, I, hmm. I must admit I didn't think we'd ever see again.
3: Yeah, the screen that we were in—the horror channel screen—was yeah. fucking huge. It's yeah. like, and I—I re- I reckon it was. A, there's nearly probably about nearly a thousand seats in that auditorium, which was not far. It was about two hundred off what the other capacity used to be when we went there years ago. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah no, I Fair mean it right. was. It's the first time in five, in five years that it's because this is the 18th anniversary, I believe, and yeah. you guys have been. I mean, I've been going. It's my fifth year. But you guys have been going a lot longer than than that.
3: You're real veterans of of, of Fright Fest. So, uh, mm. um, I think Clive's you know, the uh, the old hand in that. Did we discuss this before? Clive's the one that's yeah. been to more yeah. than any risk. us. Only Clive. Sort of, I think that's my sixteenth. Uh, no, well done, Clive. <laughs> so yeah. There you go. <laughs> oh, you, you
1: started old when
4: enough, you were five, old didn't to you? Drink. <laughs> <laughs>
5: something, something like that, yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, uh, I mean, it was also the return of all of us sitting in the same screen, watching the same film at the same time, instead of being split off into three. Yeah.
1: Yes. Sucks, yeah. I mean, doesn't the, it, you know, the the atmosphere, you know, obviously, you know, there were the sad moments about the, 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 the Toby news, etc. But um, the atmosphere for the actual... Um, films themselves was incredible uh i have to say i thought that was one of the one of the pluses this year was was it, the crowd was really good to watch some of these films with you know it, it was a hoot you know <laughs> mm.
0: well that's it i mean that's that was always the one thing that always brought me back to festival was you know the audience so when we were split off into three screens it was never quite the same I mean the fact that you couldn't come out of the film afterwards and talk to people about it because, you know, because they some people were hadn't seen it yet or had seen it like two films ago, so it's yeah. it's just that it's that great where you can you can go up to anybody and say well what did you think of that film, and most mm. people have seen it.
1: Yeah, I mean there were there were there were three discovery screens as well, mm. um, which I think. Uh, Clive, you were probably the most experimental with that stuff out of all of us, I guess.
5: Yeah? Um, I guess so, yeah. I think I so. let's see, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six. I saw six Discovery screen films. Hmm. I heard that
3: Clive is quite an experimental type of person, so. <laughs> mm.
1: I saw five, actually. So, yeah. Did you? Okay. Actually, no, six. Mm. I saw six, though I regretted two of them.
6: <laughs> yeah, Tim, Tim, Tim Richards
3: uh, recommended
1: one for you, didn't he? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I missed a couple of really good films in the main screen by going to Discovery screen ones. But hey-ho, that's, that's part of the punt of it. I mean, that's... Yeah that's that's the way the cookie crumbles sometimes you know
0: yeah <laughs> I mean it also it also marks return of uh Adam Green and Joe Lynch, who are like two of the festival uh favorites and uh mm. as well as showing uh that both their feature films um alissa Crowley and um uh, and Crowley, 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 Crowley sorry well oh, let me try that again. <clears throat> We're going
3: to j- jump down on you, Simon. You make <laughs> any mistakes like that. <laughs> oh,
0: so, uh, with their films, uh, Victor Crowley and, um, and Mayhem. Mayhem. But, but they also brought back The Road to Frightfest. So, that was the first thing we saw. <laughs> so, what do you guys think of it?
6: Oh, no, it's
0: yeah, very amusing. It
3: was yeah, yeah, The Douche mm. Brothers. <laughs> very amusing. <laughs> I think yeah, it's available online now isn't it?
0: Yes, it it went up yeah. on YouTube the uh the, that same night.
3: Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. It's cool that they go to that all that effort really. I mean, you get guests turn up and uh they sort of t- some of them some of them are make I mean Okay, let's compare this to an American festival they, where they sit behind the desk and they, they charge you money to sign stuff, and it's all very commercial and all a little bit seedy, whereas in the UK, there's none of that. So a lot of the, particularly the American guests, they, they can hang around and they make themselves available, and, you know, Barbara Crampton was there, good old Barb's, getting them out for the lads, and um, uh, she was, uh, she was uh, walking around looking, you know, very good for her age and jennifer tilly as well yeah she's quite a big lady now isn't she always was a big lady but uh you know <laughs> not in the same areas but uh she's uh, <laughs> she she was there for the for one of the premieres of a new chucky film but uh, i don't really want to talk about the films too much but uh, anyway so you had kane hodder who always drinks beer by the bar and you can probably grab a picture with them or a selfie if you want, if you you know, if you want to, at least they don't charge you twenty-five quid for the privilege.
0: Yeah, I mean, I well, I mean, if the the conventions over here, they 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 charge, but uh, I don't mm. think I've experienced a, a film festival over here where you you had to pay.
3: No, because they've already been paid, or they're promoting their film. Yeah, I think they think of Europe as a, it's a different type of place and and i think actually i talked to adam green for a little while out the front and uh, he was very he seemed very relaxed and i actually went i went to denver a couple of years ago keith will say this because he was there hmm. um because we were shooting a documentary there and like they were just stuck behind their chairs and then they fucked off at a certain time you didn't see him for the rest of the festival they sort of had like almost like working hours where they would turn up and then they were just it's almost like they didn't want to be there
4: hmm.
0: But was De- was Denver just a film festival, or was it a convention as well? Because I I've ex- no, f- I've i attended, I attended the film festival over in Orlando, and it was it there was a convention going on. The festival was just part of that convention.
3: No, just a oh, film wow. fest. Oh, okay. It was literally like their version of fright fest. And oh, uh, yeah. but they, but then they had them on tables. Mm. Oh, where my. you could go and they, they smile and pretend that they like you and take a picture with you, and they t- they take 20 or $25. And the way it works, that money, I found out, goes to the festival. Yeah. And then they've already prepaid the celebrities a certain amount of money to turn up. They get, like, an appearance fee.
4: Yeah. Oh, so. Well,
1: it's still a very so. enjoyable festival, though. Oh, oh no, <laughs> the festival's awesome.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
1: All right. So, um, in terms of format for this, then, uh, uh, I mean, Clive made a really good suggestion that we sort of just go through it day by day, and then at the end we can kind of yeah. choose mm-hmm. what we think our our overall movie heaven and our overall movie hell was. So, mm-hmm. um, so, so it all started on the Thursday night with with Cult of Chucky, which I say, I have to say I had a good time with don't know about
3: you guys I thought it was alright yeah. I fell asleep halfway through
0: <laughs>
1: okay <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh well I can't talk about it then <laughs> no uh, well I was going to say um, it was probably one of the strongest uh, openers we've had in a while uh, usually it's the opening film was usually not that great uh, sometimes they got awful But, uh, you know, it's, it was, I thought Colt Chucky was, uh, you know, it was an enjoyable film. I liked what they were, what they did with it. I thought they, they added some interesting stuff to it. I mean, I liked the, the dream sequences in it and, uh, yeah, I mean, um, I'm looking forward to see what they do with it next.
3: Yeah. I thought it was a bit boring. Um, (laughs) the, uh, location that they shot it in was a bit bland. I, I, I personally thought that the previous one, uh, I can't remember what it was called. Curse we saw Jacket. That. Curse yeah, Jacket, we saw yeah. that at Fright Fest. Mm. Uh, for me, that that was a bit more of a, had a bit more of a scary element to it. I didn't think the, the, the one we saw was that scary at all. It was more comical, mm. which has always been a factor. Uh And, you know... I'm sure yeah, when you guys will go into the plot. I thought it was I, I, a little bit weird on the plot as well.
1: Yeah, I th- I think tonally
3: it did it did sort of take a step back towards
1: the sort of bride and seed type uh movies as opposed to mm. um Kirst had gone a bit darker, a bit more like the the, the, the first two or three movies. But um Yeah,
3: that's but, probably why but, I liked
1: it more. It, yeah, because I remember I saw that that one. That was my first year actually there, so it must have been yeah
5: five years ago that they, they did that one. Uh, what did you think, Clive? I I thought it was I thought it was a solid opening film. I I enjoyed it, but I didn't think it was as good as the previous entry. I have to say, I think um, you know it's it's a nice enough setup having the Fiona De Riff character sort of confined to a mental asylum and sort of. Uh, Having been convinced by her uh, sort of her, her doctor that she is actually responsible for all of Chucky's crimes, that she's made him up in her head, and then having the real Chucky come in, it's a nice setup. I mean, the uh, the look you were talking about, Mike, where you thought it was quite bland, I thought it was kind of creepy. I I, I like this sort of look of it, but it felt like a weird mismatch with with, with a lot of the kind of more comedic elements because it did get sort of broader as it went through. So. I I thought the previous one did better in terms of marrying this it's always had that kind of chucky wise cracking as he offs people sort of you know very black humor to it but um you know the last one the last one brought it back to sort of the first few films where they were a bit a bit scarier so yeah, yeah it, I thought it was fine but it but yeah not not as good as the previous one for me
3: yeah I just thought the location just from a, an aesthetic cinematographic sort of point of view just looked a bit bland and a bit uninteresting really it's like these weird sort of high-tech sort of corridors all the time
1: well it was Um, like their sort of halloween (laughs) too
3: you know set in the hospital yeah Um, sort of yeah Yeah.
1: but uh yeah i mean you know and there were a couple of excellent wisecracks in it because you had that sort of slimy you know, doctor-psychologist guy who <laughs> yeah. who wasn't very nice at all and, and Chucky says, what is it? I'm not sure if I could should kill him or be taking notes. <laughs> yeah,
3: <laughs> that, that was, was really a funny.
1: great line. <laughs> there were some good laughs, yeah. <laughs> but, um, and, and Paul, sorry, I don't want to leave you out. I know you weren't here this particular day, but um, uh, have you watched or are you a fan of the Chucky franchise, the child's
2: play films at all? Uh, definitely not. Okay. Uh, absolutely test them. Uh, I had a friend of mine that thought they were absolutely brilliant, and I'd have to sit through them with them. And I just thought it was <laughs> rubbish. And I couldn't <laughs> understand why someone didn't just run up and kick that stupid doll in the face and just look <laughs> down the road, like in a Super Bowl, and put it over the post. <laughs> Sorry, that's how I feel. I just think they're awful <laughs> films.
1: Fair enough. Fair enough. I must admit, I, I hadn't actually discovered them until it was that Fright Fest where they where they showed um, Curse of Chucky. I, I ended up doing a sort of Chucky marathon to get up to speed. But you, you know, I mean, they're a bit silly and whatever. But yeah, uh, you, you know, I think they're
3: they're, they're okay. They're quite. Fun. I like the first one a lot because Tom <laughs> Holland directed it. Yeah, he did Fright Fest. I thought he did a great job on that.
0: No, don't you mean Fright Night, Mike?
1: Fright Night, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, did I say Fright Fest. You said
0: Fright Fest. Yeah. Uh, that would have oh, been yeah. quite interesting. Welcome to we're Fright Fest. Fright we? Fest.
3: Right. You can you, say, you tell can tell Jump we're all down tired. on me when I make a mistake <laughs> as well. It's all, fair. it's all fair. It's all good, as Tim Richards would say. I think Indeed. there's only
2: a couple of good horror films that I've seen with sort of puppets or whatever you want to call them. Because I thought Annabelle was rubbish, but there was that one with uh, what's his name, where he has the the talking doll that sends him mental. Dead of night. Magic. 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 magic, which magic, which magic. Thought, oh, yeah. magic
1: with Anthony Hopkins. Yeah, that's a yeah. that's a Richard Attenborough film, I believe.
2: That's a fantastic
1: yeah. film. Yeah, that's 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 an amazing. Have you not seen no, Trilogy
3: of Terror with Karen Black? That's got one of the best doll-type things. This little evil, sharp teethed uh sort of African type carved doll and this chain falls off of him and he goes around the house with a carving knife in his hand. He's excellent. Have you guys no, seen that? No, trilogy no, of Terror? No. It's a TV movie. Same Karen one. Black played three different personas in three different parts. Uh my wife still won't watch that today. <laughs> it scares oh,
2: right. the
3: crap out of her.
2: I'll have to put that on uh, the watch
3: then.
1: Yeah, I'll <laughs> have to check that out. I have to say, Mike, you're my um you know, you're the the aficionado of some of those uh, some of those ones oh, that I haven't seen. So you you and Jason Broaden between you, you, you know, know so much stuff about this genre. It's unbelievable. The, the old <laughs> shit, yeah, because
3: it's only because we're old.
6: So,
2: so if I'm going with horror puppets, it's got to be Gremlins and, as you mentioned, Magic. are yeah. yeah. they Otherwise, it's just terrible
3: yeah dead of night is good as well he, that that's sort of where magic came from about the the ventriloquist who gets who you don't know whether the, the puppet's alive or whether he's actually just going mental
4: yeah. yes
1: yes okay. jason jason mentioned that one as well actually so yeah that's 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 on the list
5: hmm the ever-growing yeah, it's, list it's 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 really <laughs> good yeah
3: there's a blu-ray of that out now key so add that to your oh,
5: amazon right. okay.
3: wish list but then uh, again
2: I really like Peter <laughs> Feebles, uh, the Peter Jackson films, so I'm just a bit odd. So, no, that's fun. Yeah.
3: Okay, <laughs> so go. should we crack on then? Because yeah. yeah. this rate, yeah. it's going to take us all night, isn't it? I'm not trying to. Yeah, well, uh,
1: I must, I must admit, on, on the other, the other one for me that was a bit of a surprise on the Thursday, a pleasant surprise was um, Death Note, which is that Netflix. Um, uh, movie that premiered, and I actually thought that was that was quite fun. That was quite interesting. Um, I wasn't. I went in with a very low expectation, but was pleasantly surprised by that one.
3: Yeah, yeah, I think the best thing about that was that we got a chance to see it on an IMAX sized screen rather than on your know, normal TV through Netflix. Um, I think that is good because um, you know it's an opportunity you don't normally get. So I, I, I enjoyed. I enjoyed uh, Death Note. Thought it was cool.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I enjoyed it as well, and I think uh, it, it worked well w- with with that audience, with the fright fest audience. Though, mm. um, I mean, having sort of stepped away from the festival and seeing a lot of the reviews, uh, it doesn't seem to have gone down too well with reviews. I agree. I heard yeah. that
3: myself today from someone that watched it. They didn't? They, oh, it's Paul actually. Paul said that he didn't think it was all that, didn't you, Paul?
2: Yeah yeah it's uh, Death Note that's it's on Netflix at the mm. moment and watched it the other day I thought brilliant start brilliant intention but it just sort of lost its way a bit um but yeah it's all right it's entertaining
0: I mean there's the original Death Note the actual uh, anime on on Netflix as well so I mean there's always Oh yeah so oh, is you there? can watch the, yeah 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 okay um, I know I, the main complaint was that um, in the Netflix version all the interesting stuff in the cartoon was just a montage <laughs> in the film but I think they uh, they, they had to yeah, cover uh, a lot you know in a short yeah. span of
3: time so isn't that because there are actually three movies that were made well there's three live
0: action movies but the uh, anime was a TV series so I yeah. think oh, there's okay. about ten episodes.
1: Ah, mm. so more to be explored
5: there. Yeah.
0: Fair
1: enough. Yeah. What about you, Clive? Did you did you have any strong feelings on that one?
5: I, I thought I thought it was fine. Uh, I, to be honest, I had low expectations because I'd heard some bad sort of pre word of mouth. But I, I like Adam Wingard's stuff generally. I guess I, I'm yeah. particularly uh, the guest and you're next. So and so I was kind of pleasantly surprised. It did it did seem very obvious that there was a bit where, where that montage that we've all, that we've mentioned where it was like, and here's where the series went, you know, so they, they had the nice setup of, of, of it. And then it was like, I have a plan. We're going to do this. And then what should have taken a long time, they, they sort of montaged it out. And then, and then you got into the exciting aftermath and actually that worked fairly well. And, yeah. and, you know, it sort of, you could, There's always something that bit uncomfortable when you move when they move certain Asian uh, (coughs) set films to uh, to America. You know, it doesn't it it sort of doesn't always work. You know, Mm. I I sort of feel like like things like you can see why they kept say the Grudge uh, remake like actually set uh, set was I think it was in in set in Japan, wasn't it? It was. Then they Uh, had the original crew that made the other version as well, apparently. They just where swapped is, an English yeah. cast. Whereas this, where this one, they, they moved it to Seattle, and I'm not, I'm not sure that totally worked all the time. But having said that, uh, I th- I thought there were some you know decent performances, and, and actually it was in, enjoyable enough for what it was.
0: Mm. And Fair enough. Do you think we're going to be seeing a sequel?
3: Uh, Mate. Depends how much it costs them and how, how much it gets watched, I suppose.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because Netflix yeah, can track all
3: that, can't they?
2: Yeah, yeah, that's true. I thought, Maybe. Willem, I thought Willem Dafoe was a good demon in that. that he, yeah. I thought that was really that interesting.
3: put me off. I put me Did off. It? All I could think of was, oh, he's the Green Goblin. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was the same performance, wasn't it? It, it was. <laughs> that's,
1: that's
2: what I was saying. <laughs> it I thought, was Willem
6: I Dafoe's Green Goblin crap. performance.
3: <laughs> they, could, they should have had someone else doing
2: it. I yeah. thought it was a good performance. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed his performance on that, It's good.
0: Yeah, if, if my only complaint was would be there wasn't enough of uh, of William Defoe in it.
2: Yeah, probably would have made it a better film. Oh, there you go. And in, well, talking, only-
1: a com- in talking of complaints, we, we finished off the first <laughs> evening with Psychopaths, which uh, I have Ooh. to say, it, for me it was trying way too hard to be abstract. If you know what I mean, and it and it just didn't didn't particularly work because of that. I thought, but uh, I yeah, know, I walked I out know, of I that one. Like just so you feelings. know, feelings. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I skipped it altogether. I mean, just the um, the synopsis in the program was confused.
1: Whew. Yeah, Cl- Clive was there for it, weren't you, Clive? I was. I watched
5: all of it.
3: Yeah. Did you indeed.
5: enjoy the experience? <laughs> not not especially, no. Uh, I, I thought I, I thought the first twenty minutes I was kinda of with it and I was thinking, okay, I see this could be interesting, but it's sort of then it, it sort of set set all into a pattern after a while. So and yeah, it, it sort of That's exactly what I thought. I watched
3: it and I said he's just repeating the same five, ten minute riff every fucking time and I thought, I'm not sitting through this shit. One more second. <laughs> Sorry. That's, that's not an official review. <laughs> oh,
0: yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, can... it can be. I mean, it, it certainly shows how you feel if you, if you leave for a, for a uh, film at Fright Fest.
3: Well, if it's late night, then you could say if they just wanted to get home and they're just seeing what it's like. And if it's not their thing, then mm. they, you know, they'd rather go home and get some extra sleep and that's sort of what I did
0: (laughs) (laughs) but I mean I I I mean after a while I sort of decided that if if I was not enjoying a film that like in the first 5, 10, 15 minutes then you know I'm not going to enjoy the film for the rest of it so it's it's, it's, it's acceptable to sort of, you know, walk out on a film.
3: I think I gave it 25 minutes. Mm.
1: 25 minutes of bloody moaning. That's all <laughs> <laughs> I'll
4: say. Next to you what? and Tim. What? <laughs> I,
1: I'll put it this way. When you're not enjoying a film, Mike, everyone around you fucking knows it. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you, know, you, you know what I'm saying? You and Tim. I was like, oh, for God's sake, you know?
3: <laughs> okay, so give an example of how you'd know then, because we didn't make a lot of noise.
1: Oh, you, you
3: sit there going, oh,
1: fucking hell. Oh, this is absolute dog shit. Oh, my God. You know? And then we get Tim go pony, pony. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll
3: give you that one. <coughs> right, so that's the first night Dan.
1: Yeah, so moving on to... Well, Friday was the day where I made a few wrong choices. Let's uh, put it that way. <laughs> but uh,
0: can I just ask one question? So that's what... Um, mike and tim sound like when they're not enjoying a film what do they sound like when they're enjoying a film
1: oh like like they're enjoying it way too much if you know what i'm saying
3: (laughs) yeah i did grab hold of your knee at one point didn't i i thought it was your knee anyway let's move on to the next day
1: shall we (laughs) yeah Mm -hmm. yeah so I missed the first film. I went to see something else. So okay. I didn't
5: see Freehold. I saw Freehold. I went to see the Glass Coffin. Yeah. Yeah, oh, I saw I saw Voice from the Stone as, as did you, didn't you, Keith? That's correct, yeah.
0: Well, Mike, you go first.
5: Well, I was just gonna say, ironically enough,
3: Freehold, which is a story about a guy who owns a house and he's, he fucks around with a resident by like shoving his toothbrush up his ass and leaving it out and all this sort of stuff (laughs) (laughs) actually sounds like a bit of me. Uh, (laughs) um, Remind
1: me never to share a room with you again, Mike.
3: (laughs) (laughs) don't, Don't leave your toothbrush unguarded, mate, I tell you. Um, but um, and it, and a lot of people said it was pretty good. They really enjoyed it. I know Andy Thomas enjoyed it. A lot of people watched it, enjoyed yeah. it. So, but I went to see the Glass Coffin. Basically, the premise is a woman who's an actress is going to an award ceremony. She goes in there. She's got some bubbly. Everything looks cool. And then a mystery voice comes over the tannoy from you know from the driver's side, and she's locked in there. And then this person decides to try and make her do certain types of things to degrade herself uh, uh and there's a big story so, behind so, it so the whole film set in the back of this limo is a that limo right? that's locked and what is really cool that i thought was cool stylistically was that when this woman as you know most normal people would say, oh if he said taking knickers off or something um <laughs> well, I wouldn't complain. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, uh, the car stops. The dro- and what happens is they emphasize the fact that the car's stopping and the driver's going to get out and beat the shit out of her with a nightstick by um, making the interior color of the car change to a different color, to like red which means like danger or something. Um, and that was very effective that as soon as you knew that some, you knew some shit was going to happen, if the car suddenly changed color internally, as well as having the noise of it stopping, which obviously is a production thing, because if it's in a set, if you like, um, that's a very clever way of, of, you know, Showing that this you know something 's going to happen, and the cars come into a halt and you know and then you get all the drama of her looking worried and all that sort of stuff, so I really enjoyed it actually. I know that someone else um, didn 't enjoy it That is on my facebook, uh, but there again, he likes all kinds of crap, so um you know that's uh, sorry Andy Lunn out there um, <laughs> but, um, I thought it was good it was it was basic it was it was a Spanish film, I think, so subtitled in the small cinema. Um, and I thought it was alright I thought it was okay. it was like I didn't feel miffed that I'd you know because I I don't like straying from the main screen very often um, because
4: you never
3: I I don't look at the program this year really I didn't look at any trailers I was going into all these films blind pretty much Um, so yeah I'm quite happy that I I changed Um, it's well worth checking out as well and it's a good idea for contained lots of these films lower budget films have a contained scenario and to have it inside a limo um is a really cool idea so
4: yeah
3: where was andy lum this year by the way
6: you just reminded well, he
3: just he, he did lots of discovery films and he he just like bought the odd tickets because he went away on holiday like he does all the time um and didn't get a season pass <laughs> <laughs> apparently he saw me in that performance but me and tim got out quick because at uh, fright fair especially the empire you needed to run to the toilets in order so you're not queuing there for 10 minutes about to wet, your, to wet yourself because <laughs> there's, you've got like a thousand people as soon as a film ends coming out and wanting to go, and, well, say not a thousand, maybe five hundred, half the demographic, um, going for a, to the laboratory. So um, he thought we thought it was rubbish because we all bailed really quickly <laughs> and didn't wait for the Q&A. So. Uh, oh,
5: shame on you. So yeah, you yeah. guys, what did you see?
1: <clears throat>
0: right, well, Clive, what was the film you saw?
5: We saw Voice from the Stone, which is a sort of gothic romance come uh, super, sort of ghost story, starring Emilia Clarke of Game of Thrones fame, mm. uh, which is now available to buy on DVD. If uh, should you be interested, is and, it worth uh, buying? It, I mean, if you like, if you like sort of subtle ghost story type shields, it's it's very well, it's very tastefully done. It's it's a very elegant looking film. Was it gothic? Um, yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. it, it, it yeah. was. I mean, you know, the setup is—is it's—it's a, a period thing. She's sort of going in as a governess to a young boy who hasn't spoken since his uh, his mother died of an illness, and 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 they all live in a castle. So, so you've got all these sort of gothic tropes, and it does actually some some really nice things, and I, I kind of I enjoyed the film, but I have to say there is a bit where. Where, where it's sort of it becomes unintentionally hilarious because uh, <laughs> uh but, but, but because it's been so tasteful uh, and, and then and then then let's just say passions are unleashed and, and it's yeah. sort of uh, and, and 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 uh it, 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 bring, almost, it, it
1: brings it, whole it brings whole new meaning to the term knocking one out
5: <laughs> it thank your pardon <laughs> uh, the, 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 there's there's some um, uh, sculpting, it's, it's diff- sculpting yeah. The, the, there's there's some there's some erotic sculpting, which, which sort of uh, <laughs> it, it, it's all, it's almost a bit like that the bit in Ghost. Oh where right. They start doing well. They start all doing right. pottery. You know, it, 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 it's supposed to it's supposed to be this this really tender, heartfelt moment. But it's sort of it, you know you're sort of suppressing titters. Are you telling so, me it's a, a two foot clay phallus o- over the top? <laughs> Not, no, no, not, no. Re- not entirely but, like, like yeah. i said it, it
1: brought it bought a whole new meaning to the term knocking one out because oh, okay. <laughs> you know, they were chiseling away did you see it then <laughs> well but yeah i saw this film as well it is actually very well made it, it, it's a good film it's not um it's a slow burner though uh i will put that as a word of warning um but uh because I, I i was quite tired actually and uh I found the first half I was struggling a little bit, but um, but uh, you, you know it is very very good film, very well made, and like Clive said, <laughs> really tastefully done. Even though we were being childish <laughs> about bits of it,
3: <laughs> grow up,
4: Keith.
2: <laughs> uh, so is yeah. it is it like the innocence then, like that, or the? That-
5: uh, it's a bit. It's a bit like the others, but uh, but it, it it's not really yes. trying to scare you, if that makes sense. So much. Okay. It, it's more sort of subtle creep, creepiness. Um, it, it's about sort of it's about sort of repressed secrets and things like that, ra- r- rather than sort of like, oh my god, what's it? What's that banging at the door? You know. Yes. It's uh, yeah.
1: Repressed so passions. Right. Let's put
2: it yeah. that way. Yes. Yes. But, so it's uh, more like that, is it? Was it an Atterborough film, The Innocents, the black and white film with a governess that goes back with the?
5: Oh, uh, that's, so, that's Jack Clayton. I think that's I think that's scarier. But you know. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Okay. This wasn't, in my opinion, this wasn't really a
1: scary film. It was just quite dark with with some of the things that happened. But
3: uh, yeah,
5: it was, yeah, it was it was more of a go- it was more gothic romance uh, <clears throat> than it was supernatural horror. Okay. Yes. Okay. Sorry, then you let,
0: didn't next, say anything. Yes, let, I I went to uh, see Freehold. Wait, wait, I saw Freehold. <laughs> right. Well, Freehold. Uh, I must admit, when it first started, I was thinking, I'm not gonna last long in this because it was it was kind of like a little bit arty. It is about it's about this guy who's an estate agent, and you just sort of see him get up and get dressed, and he's putting his breakfast together and he's getting you know it's all artfully done it's you know every shot you know it's well lit you know it looks like something out of a commercial
3: was it like padding though would you say
0: no not at all not at okay. all okay but it, it because there was nothing there at first to sort of to tell you what the story was about and then mm-hmm. but this is why it kind of worked was then once he left the flat suddenly you see this skeletal uh person appear from out of like um i can't remember if the first appearance of him was from under the bed or from uh from the from his wardrobe and he starts sort of you know going round the flat and starting to you know he has his own routine as well and it just sort of it grew from that and so i mean the, the whole idea is is this guy Who's secretly living uh, in the flat with this estate agent, and he's fucking with him. He's like, you know, as you say, putting the toothbrush, uh, toothbrush up his bum. You know, um, he's like using the mouthwash and then spitting it back in. Uh, you know, leaving like sleep that, that guy's
1: tight. Breath, then, <laughs> that well, his breath must have been amazing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> At one point, the girlfriend <laughs> turns up and. Um, He's he had left like a, a, a post-it note, a reminder to pick her up from the airport and he goes and changes it and and all kinds of stuff like that. And it was just like, it, it just sort of really, it just built up to, you're like, well, where is this going? Why is this guy doing this? You know, you, you think at first, well, maybe he's just secretly living there. He's just a homeless guy who got in there somehow and he's quite happy to, to, to be, you know, secretly living in this place. But... Um, there's actual point to it i won't ruin the the what it is because it's it's cool. quite powerful and um you know and it was it was really well done but i will say one thing that kind of let it down a little bit was at the and the end credits you know it's it, it went to black you thought oh that was good i really enjoyed that and then and then it, it goes back Back and the guy who plays the estate agent i think he's like a dj on kiss i'm not sure but uh he's, well, i wouldn't know but he starts doing a monologue to camera about how you know it this whole story isn't about being black or white or right or wrong or you know like why oh. are you preaching to me it, it was like really weird and
1: It was like it didn't need it. It did not
0: need it at all. It it was kind of hammering its point home too much. And um, I must admit, afterwards, I didn't really give it a second thought because I was, you know, uh, because Freehold kind of, it did stay with me afterwards. It's one of those films where. when, when you watch it you go back home and you just check behind the check your wardrobes and check behind the couch check your toothbrush check your toothbrush definitely <laughs> yeah. you know sterilise your first. toothbrush
4: <laughs> yeah
0: but <laughs> uh, it was uh, it was uh, Stuart who said uh, you know he said well what did you guys think about this ending and you know when he brought it up it was like yeah it was yeah it was not needed
4: mm. but overall I'd okay. say it was,
0: it was a really it was a good film Fair enough. Onto the next well, one.
1: Well the, ne- the next one, the, well, the next one's where I made a massive mistake, and which <laughs> I'm still kicking myself for, because my gut instinct was telling me to go see a film called Bad Match, because it was written by the um, person who wrote Cheap Thrills, which was one of my well, was my movie Heaven from from that year. Mm. And it also stars Lily Simmons, who's a, a beautiful actress who is in one of my favourite TV shows called Banshee and um, I really wanted to uh, to see that, but instead I somehow stuck with the main screen and went to see Freehold, and I must admit, I thought that was dreadful. You no, mean, you, you saw <laughs> sequence, you sequence, break. sequence break. Sequence break,
6: sorry, sequence, <laughs> break,
1: sorry, <laughs> sequence break,
3: sorry. Go on, it, you tell him, break. boys, tell him. And, and and that
1: was, yeah, sequence break. I wish I'd broken the sequence by not going to see it, yeah.
4: God. <laughs>
3: Um, uh, sequence break. It's a, it's a guy who basically had access to a garage with a few old arcade machines in and maybe a bedroom and decided to make a feature film, uh, about this miserable fuck who didn't really act very well had a, you know, quite a nice girlfriend and she was quite interesting. But apart from that, uh, he, he sort of gets involved in some sort of Cronenberg Esque mutating arcade video machine with the most piss poor graphics i've ever seen on any 8-bit or 16-bit game uh, and it was a total pile of shit that i walked out of halfway <laughs> through <laughs> okay and then Can i, we and need then a I bit asked balance. everyone else what happened
5: <laughs> and i was glad yeah. it walked out. <laughs> um, i found this one very disappointing I, uh, I, 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 I sort of, I'd heard what it was about, and I thought, okay, this ticks a lot of boxes, which the kind of things that interest me, the sort of body horror, the Cronenberg, you know. So, I was, I was hoping, for something which had the kind of like, like ideas that you get in a Cronenberg film, that it was going to go into some almost sci-fi territory, and. They saw, and, and uh, you know director Graham Skipper who's an actor turned director he was in Beyond the Gates uh, he it, it's, it's, it's like he seems at some points he seems almost more interested in the sort of uh, sort of mumblecore type indie romance uh, uh, that's, that's going on between the sort of uh, you know uh, arcade machine uh, technician guy and the uh, and the sort of uh, manic pixie dream girl who comes in looking for a, 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 an arcade machine and it's sort of and that's sort of charming and that kind of kept me going when it's you know for about, about the first half of the movie but then as things start to, to fracture and get and it and get more experimental and arty i i just sadly i felt like there was no, there weren't it was more Sort of throwing things at the screen. There didn't seem to be like a mm. like a unifying theme, theme or idea. And after a mm. while, I lost patience with it. Yeah, I, think
1: it I agree. it didn't I mean, really they, have a good story, say, did it? Well, they, they say it was altered states meets video drone, which I think is very generous. You know what I mean? Oof. It was kind of, it was kind of, uh, yeah, it didn't really go. Like you said, it, it, I think it's a fair point, Clive made that it did start off. And you were kind of somewhat interested and pulled into it to start with. But then when yeah. it gets into the whole, yeah, fractured reality and all that sort of stuff, um, and, and it just, yeah, it just didn't work. It just really wasn't work. done
3: very well for me no. either. I just no. thought it a rubbish. And, and then I, and I guessed subsequently what the big reveal was going to be as well. I asked a few people at the end what, what, what happened at the end. And I'm like, oh, God, I went you, and got some food. It was one of the
5: more... Interesting chats though afterwards, because but people were just asking each other, "What did you think the ending meant then?" Because no one really had a firm grip, and, mm. and I, I remember sort of saying what, what my idea of it was, and then people were going, "Ah, <laughs> okay, really, you know." And it's and it wasn't because it was like this amazing ending which you could take lots of things from. It was literally people were grasping for some kind of straw, clutching mean- at
4: straws uh, to
5: think that there was a bloody narrative to it. Yeah.
1: Anyway. Did you see this
3: Simon? Simon?
0: No, I skipped it.
1: So, did you see anything uh, else? Well. No,
0: I didn't. I um I can't oh, I, I sort of had a I had a break. I sort of uh, went and had like some food and stuff. So I was uh, quite happy to have missed it.
3: The Food Break movie.
1: <laughs> yeah, right.
4: Sequence
0: than break
1: sequence break. Food break. Food Indeed. Break. I would have come and watch this film. I wish I'd gone to see Bad Match, damn it!
5: But there you go. Anyway, never mind. <laughs> uh, before, before we move on to the next one, I yeah. think we should do a quick a quick plug for a previous movie heaven, movie hell podcast, which is when uh, uh, when we talked about the uh, the films at Fright Fest Glasgow this year. Oh right, because because uh, two of the films uh, that uh, that screened at Fright Fest Glasgow it stains the sa- it stains the sands red and Fashion Easter uh, screened on the Friday on the on one of the discovery screens
0: oh that's right so yes.
5: you so hey so if you're interested in those films then do go yep, back we and, talk about and, and, da- and download that previous podcast
1: and give us a like while you're at it <laughs>
5: <laughs> you're really pushing not li- your not luck Keith. Not, <laughs> i was
1: gonna say not listening to this they aren't are they but there you go anyway um right uh, so next next up i I have to say I really enjoyed radius. What did you guys think?
0: um I had a nap through radius, so i I wasn't a big fan um I have to say I thought it was a good idea, but they didn't seem to know quite what to do with it
3: i think okay. they, I, I think they I had thought a, it was good
0: like, i you know I think they had an exciting moment in when it was this sort of uh, elevator race in the hospital and I would have liked to have seen a bit more of that. But, um, I don't know if they didn't have the money or they just didn't have the ideas.
3: I thought it was pretty damn good. Actually. It was like, the I was like, Hmm, all the films I've seen so far have been sort of average or poor. And for me, it, for the budget that they had, I thought that it was a good idea and it was intrigued and it intrigued me, held my interest. And, you know, yeah, I guess the twist at the end, but, uh, i thought it was cool so thumbs up for me yeah
1: i mean it was it was a good high concept idea that they 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 made you know that they, they they planned out realizing they weren't going to have a huge budget to do this and um you know they made it very much about the characters and uh yeah i thought it was i, I thought it was really effective um yeah uh yeah it's a it, you know great role for the lead who who. Um, uh, is one of the actors from the Blacklist TV show, um, but yeah, that was a really cool sort of every man thrown into extraordinary circumstances type role, um, and yeah, yeah, well, well worth a watch. Uh, we don't want to do any spoilers on no. this one, but no. it's, it's no. definitely
5: worth. Um, well, no, worth but I, I, th- out. I think it, we should just explain what the high concept was. So, uh, I mean, because I, I think it's got it has it got a really nice Twilight Zone type setup. Where you get a guy who wakes up from a car crash uh, w- w- with no memory of who he is, and then finds that he has this literal radius of death around him where anyone who approaches him, uh, or any, any animal even, dies immediately. But then he finds this, th- he finds this, this one uh, woman who seems to, who not only is immune to this, but actually can cancel out his zone of death. Yeah, uh, and, and then and then it sort of goes from there. I mean, for me, well, it's a quest for the connection from there, isn't it? Really? Yeah, so, they're, um, they're trying to. It, it, it's, so it's this sort of uh, puzzling out who they are, what their connection is, and you, and you see slowly getting pieces pieces of information through flashback. It's well, you know, it's well done. I thought it was a good film. I have to say, I found uh, I'm, I sort of see where Simon's coming from because I found it a little bit dour. It's sort of a little bit sort of indie movie, kind of like serious, and sort of doesn't and isn't moving very quickly in the middle. Uh, and then and then it takes a turn at the end, which uh, which I was fine with, uh, and was and it came as a surprise to me. But but then it, so it's, it's got like a nice setup, and the and the payoff is good, which I think in the end elevates the film, but in the middle, it's a little bit sort of little bit of a drag which is odd because i mean, i was with it and i was still interested to see what would happen And i like the performances but it was just a little bit down if that makes sense i thought the
3: landscapes that they were shooting in were quite empty because by nature of the concept you couldn't have this bloke too near population otherwise everyone would have to drop down dead and everything so i think maybe part of the narrative dictated that he he had to be sort of in a deserted
5: sort of area i suppose i didn't think it was that bad i, I quite liked it but no um, i mean I, i'm not i don't want to sound like i'm trashing it because I, I i thought it was good but i i just didn't uh, i i didn't think it was great so fair
1: enough
3: and paul you weren't was it this day you were with us or the following no day? next day next, next day, day. No, it, it was next sunday day. actually sunday fair enough we're way off
2: well, I, hope, I,
1: hope I hope you're making <laughs> note of all these, Paul. You've got to go back and watch now, you know.
2: Well, <laughs> I went with your Death Note recommendation and uh, it was all right, but um, no. Oh, all right. I saw better films on the Sunday than Death Note, Fair. I think.
1: Fair enough.
4: Okay.
2: Hate.
1: Okay. Well, we're ne- next up, um, I have to say a, a pleasant surprise for me was 68 Kill. Um, did everybody watch that one or did yeah. you yeah. branch uh,
5: I, off uh, I, I saw something different for this one But so tell me uh, about 68 Kill I thought 68 Kill was excellent yeah. really enjoyed
3: it really good sort of uh, what do they call it uh, the, the devil's rejects cross with a boyfriend who's being oppressed by his psycho bitch girlfriend that's why I saw yeah. it yeah kind of, <laughs> that kind of
1: sums it up quite well yeah, yeah. So you, 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 you've got a guy who's Who's clearly sort of uh punching above his weight in terms of his his his, his hot girlfriend, but <laughs> <laughs> obviously she turns out to be uh hard work to say the least. <laughs> and it turns into this whole um you know, uh killing people to to get away with this sixty-eight thousand um dollars. Uh, sorry, yeah, sixty-eight thousand yeah. dollars, hence the hence the name. Yeah. Um mm-hmm. and uh it all sort of spins out of control, but I mean, it, it, it's, it's very lighthearted, uh, you know, it falls under that sort of horror comedy, um, you know, crime, uh, type genre, I would guess. And, um, yeah, it's it's just one of those, it's just, it's just kind of a fun ride. It moves along Mm. pretty quickly. Uh, you're with the character the whole way through and, um, yeah, it's just he just gets into some horrible misadventures with some really nasty <laughs> yes. people. There are some really dislikable characters in But this it's up it's there. <laughs> it's
0: always women though, isn't it? In in this mm. film it's always sort of um he's always getting into trouble with women. And uh, as as the poster shows that there's the the free women in his life uh, two of which are uh, you know well I say they—they all have an influence, (laughs) good or bad. The
3: interesting thing I thought about it was that. That from the filmmaker's perspective I just thought he was just saying this is what all women are like but just shown in a <laughs> own reality in terms of <laughs> psychosis so
4: yeah.
1: it wasn't a, it, it, it wasn't a feminist movie then Mike is that what you're saying no it
3: was the opposite <laughs> but that's, that's what struck me and, and the fact that the man was the, shown as the, vic, the bewildered victim going in all these bizarre situations you never know what's happening next that's mm. what really clicked with me I thought it was hilarious yeah well, yeah. you know,
1: you could argue that they, it's got strong female characters. It's only that they've got bad
3: intentions. You know? yeah, 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 absolutely. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, oh, yeah.
1: but yeah, it's it's worth it's worth checking out. It's um, it's only ninety. It was ninety three minutes, and it was and that moved along at a really good pace. And I mean, there's 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 some there's some sicko moments in it. There, there's some good comedy moments in it. Um, uh, you know, and a lot of action. I mean, it looked like it had a bit of a budget. This film, um, you, you know, it, it seemed quite polished and whatever. Um, and I guess, guess the, the the actor is from Criminal Minds. Is that right? The, That's right. The main, yeah. the main guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, no, I, I thought it was a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, there's he's 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 in another film on Netflix. I'll have to try and look it up quickly. But uh, I quite enjoyed that. Um, it's he's, it's him and Cat Dennings uh, I think it was like, uh, not American Gothic, but something like that, and he, he plays a character who can see ghosts and stuff, and he, he's just, um, I have to say it's um, outside of Criminal Minds, he does kind of pick these really nice independent uh, films so uh, I'll find the title while Clive tells us about the film he saw Yes
5: Tell us, I, Clive. Yeah, I saw uh, King Cohen at the Prince Charles Cinema, which is a documentary about uh, writer, producer, director, and uh, sort of maverick independent Larry Cohen, who you might know. Uh, he's uh, made such films as uh, *Cue the Winged Serpent*, *The Stuff*, and *God Told Me to*. *Black Caesar*, and he's and and he's also sold scripts for things like uh, *Phone Booth* and bestseller um, and yeah. And and even back in the sixties, he was writing for TV. He was one of, he, he created the uh, series, the invaders uh, and, and. Oh wow. Of, yeah. Which is
1: an amazing series. I love the yeah.
5: invaders. So, yeah, and, and, it, trip, and, it, but... and it basically sort of uh, took, it sort of took you through his whole kind of creative life and how he, how he first got into the movie business, how he got frustrated with people messing up his scripts and then start and then slowly moved into uh independent filmmaking and and it was a i mean as a filmmaker it was really inspiring because just hearing all these all these tales about how about how he about how he's like almost the ultimate guerrilla filmmaker how he would steal shots how uh, you know how how he's how he basically staged a gunfight at the top of uh the Chrysler Building, but didn't tell the police about it, so that, that so that they or any or indeed anyone apart from apart from the, the people in, uh, who were hiring the, the building, so that uh, oh, the good old days. <laughs> yeah, so so that basically people were running and screaming in terror on the on the ground below because all these sort of spent cartridges were falling down. Uh, but uh, and so uh, and and he gets and Larry Cohen gets a phone call going oh my god you know the people are going nuts down here so he goes get a camera and get some crowd reactions which they did and that's in the film people running out running around going ah, they've got guns up there Uh, so just things like that and it was it it was (coughs) it's it's full of these fantastic (coughs) stories uh you know it's you got you know some really they got some big name guests in there people like jj abrams martin scorsese john landis Joe Dante <clears throat> all talking uh, you know all talking about about his work and about their experiences with him um, and yeah it's just full of and, and Larry Comus himself is, is a really good storyteller um, and and yeah it's just a very entertaining documentary it's maybe the film that got the most laughs at at the laughs where I was there uh, just because of the, all the sort of funny things that happen so yeah I, if you're a fan of his film of his films at all, I think it's a must see. I think at the moment it's just going around the festival circuit, but hopefully it's the kind of thing which would be picked up by Netflix or some or something like that. Um, if you're if you're a filmmaker, I think it's a must see. But if you like things like um, uh, not quite Hollywood, that the, the <coughs> exploitation documentary, then I then I think this is as a similar kind of feel to it
1: well wow, okay well his series the invaders was incredible that's one of my uh, one of my favorites so um i'd forgotten he'd uh, i'd forgotten he was the man behind that but because uh, of obviously all his movie credits but that's cool excellent all right so that's a documentary well worth checking out then
5: i i would say so yes
0: okay and i also i found the name of that uh, film it's on netflix it's called suburban gothic So uh, if you enjoyed him in 68 Kill, uh, then go and check out the Criminal Minds Guy in Suburban Gothic.
1: This is Matthew Gray Goobler, or whatever his name is, is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, next up, we had the world premiere, which um, I hope when it is released, it will be dedicated to Toby Hooper of of Leatherface, a... um, a new prequel for the Texas Chainsaw Massacre.
0: Actually, I hope they don't dedicate it because, from what everybody told me about this film, I heard it was terrible.
3: I thought it was oh, right. I, don't know. It, I wouldn't. I say didn't think terrible. it was terrible. I thought it was mediocre. Um, and there was one interesting little thing they did in it, but overall, it, it took their sweet time getting to the bit where he goes into Leatherface, and then. The justification where he just suddenly changes from this sort of half nice psycho into a uh, complete psycho is um, yeah a little bit of a stretch for me.
1: Yeah, no, I, I I agree. I mean, I thought I thought the film was slick and well made and looked good and did serve as a um, uh, you know good prequel to a point. But I like you, my only issue with it, and they did try and do a a bit of misdirection with this, but, um, mm. in the post, you know, in fact. Yeah. I mean, I, I did find it a hard buy, um, to believe that the, the, the character that they set up in this, that, you know, eventually becomes Leatherface is the same guy that 10 years following this film would be, um, the, uh, you know, Gunnar Hansen, um, character. Even you, you, physically, you, there was a bit yeah, of, exactly. I, I just, that, that was my, that was my only problem with it, although I really enjoyed uh, the journey of watching it and I really, you know, I thought it was a really well-made, slick film and whatever. So I, I liked it, but that was my only, um, yeah, my only thing was was the actual conceit of it was was a little bit too much of a stretch, I think, and I think directed, a lot of people felt that way.
3: Was really it directed by the guys who made Inside, the French original?
5: Yeah, it was. Yeah.
1: Mm. yeah I'm, i mean and it had it had a good cast i mean you know you got Stephen Dorff, <laughs> who managed to get sort of disemboweled twice at fright fest <laughs> 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 um but uh y- y- you know um lily taylor is really good as sort of um mother of uh um i forget what's the name of the family the sawyer it's family the sawyers, yeah the sawyers yeah. um but uh, yeah, it was, you, you know, obviously, when they did the the reboot, they also did a sort of prequel film um, to those. But this one is obviously intended to to tie in more with um with Toby Hooper's original. Um, and as I said, it it does a lot of things right, but yeah, I, I don't know, I I just had a little bit of a it was too much of a suspension of disbelief at, at the end. For, for for me, which is the only thing that let it down, I thought. What 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 about what about you, Clive? You saw this one,
5: didn't you? I did. I I, I had high hopes for this one because I, I I really rate the directors, but I found I found this very disappointing. Um, mm. it, it, uh, while I was watching it, I was I was kind of enjoying scenes. There's a scene in a diet in a diner which is really tense and and, and well and and plays out really well. Um, but but, but it's it, it sort of there's a big misdirect in there. that's sort of where they when they sort of and and after because of the turn the film takes. I after that I just thought, oh, that's that, that, that they sort of cut off their own nose to spite their face. If you see what I mean, it, you know they didn't need that in there. And actually, it sort of breaks the film doing it. And mm. it, it sort of it, it, and it, and I didn't really buy. And even if you sort of mentally take the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and you know, and the idea that this that, that comes after this film out of your mind, just the psychology of the of the arc journey that the that the character is supposed to go on in this film, I don't buy it. I just no, it's like a switch, it. isn't it? It's like a switch. Well, yeah, there's a switch, but then but then okay, then there's supposed to be this transformation. And I just did not buy that at all. I just thought that's rub- that's rubbish, and and it and it just sort of and it it sort of brought the whole film down for me. So mm. even though I kind of enjoyed parts of it, it was, as it was going, I, there was no point where I, where I thought, oh, this is boring or anything. And, and and you know they're good directors. They know they they know what they're doing. But I, I just thought it was fatally misjudged for me.
3: Yeah, uh, yeah. It's almost like the impression I got was, why did you even fucking bother, really? like i don't think they've added anything interesting particularly to the whole canon of leatherface and chainsaw massacre Um, and you know it's like okay i I was expecting a lot more i thought the trailer looked really good it's the only one of the trailers i actually saw i was expecting a lot more from it and in the end it's like "Mm, oh it that's another one that, that let me down
1: yeah i I felt the same i mean i I, you know i i love films where they expand on a mythology and um with this one they got like you know the timeline and everything um absolutely spot on which i'm always a a bit of a stickler for but Mm. that that was the problem the the the, you, you know the the, the 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 transformation from you know mental escapee to 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 Leatherface was it was like a switch and it was a really hard buy both both psychologically both physically um that this would be you know 10 years further on the character from the texas chainsaw massacre you know that that that's and that let it down unfortunately that 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 ended it on a bit of a bum note as a result i just
3: think that the whole story took me a bit by surprise it's like they went into mental institute there was a a bit of a road movie and all this malarkey. and i'm like i thought this was going to be little baby Leatherface at home and they they ingratiate me into the sawyer family chops a few people up and then he and then maybe they could have even said, oh, maybe there's some a girl that he that he fancied and there was a relationship. But something happened that totally made him go over the edge. And that would have explained it to me nicely. Thank you very much. They they, they, they went off on some weird bloody road movie breakout of an asylum. And, uh, but
2: we've seen some of your scripts <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> Don't you start slagging my stuff off, Paul? <laughs> You'll get the sack.
4: Anyway, um...
0: <laughs> ne- next up. <laughs> oh well, to end Whoa. the end uh, Friday. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> dead shack.
3: Oh, dead shack. Sorry. Which... Or dead yeah. shit
1: well no i mean it, it this this i thought was quite amusing i mean i thought that the dad character and this and everything was was quite amusing but it's mm. it, it ultimately uh it
0: was yeah very didn't poor. really go
1: anywhere um yeah did we all see this
3: i can't remember no i didn't see yeah it. yeah i saw this it was a late night one that i actually stayed to watch and by the end of it i'm like oh god well, I mean, bearing in mind... wasted it, it, opportunity.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, it, it, you know, you know the, again, the sort of line that they had in the in the programme was, you know, uh, take a typical Amblin Entertainment movie from the 1980s and flip it into stark terror. And this dark comedy sh- shocker is what you end up with kind of thing. But mm, I don't think
3: they, they, they quite accomplished that. <laughs> the comedy was good early on with the dad, as you said. There's a lot of really cool, funny lines and all the rest of it. And then you get to a sequence where these young children discover a house where there's something strange going on. So they're about to get away. So what does one do? One of the little shits throws a massive fucking rock at the house to attract attention to them, even though they hadn't been discovered up to that point. And for me, that was like, you idiot. What? Are you kidding me? I know people do stupid things in horror films, so that was ridiculous. Yeah, it
1: was a bit, and then it, and, it, and it transpires that there's like these um, cannibal. I guess they were cannibals. Were zombies, they, were aren't they, they? Zombies? Eh? I, I don't know exactly they, what they, they were. They, they well were z-
5: They, was, they were zombies, I think. Yeah, they were it was on the undead. But, but uh, yeah, it,
1: it, I don't know. It didn't. For for me, it was just okay. As I said, it was mildly amusing. Uh, there were some sort of great lines in it, and some some sort of funny character stuff. But ultimately, everything the characters did, as you rightly said, Mike, was just sort of dumb and stupid. Really. Yeah. So, so you didn't you didn't end up sort of having much um much
5: empathy for them, you know, during the film. Um, well, it, it sounds like I enjoyed <laughs> it more than you guys. Then I, I thought it was quite fun. I mean, I think it's one of those films where. It's. Uh, I was glad I saw it with the fright audience because I think that sort, slightly elevated it. I, I had a good time with it. It gets it gets very uh, repetitive towards the end where they're going, yeah. just going back and forth between two isolated houses essentially. Uh, and you know, but you know, the, the, but you know, there's 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 some fun there's some fun gore in there and uh, and you know and yeah, you know, I, I like the, the dad character as well. It was like, it was. It, it was it was fun, but it was but forgettable.
1: Yeah, that, that that's in fact that that's very true because when we were sort of going through the films uh, after the last day, I couldn't remember when we were talking I I knew the name and I couldn't I couldn't find the thread of what You're the right. film
3: was. I'd forgotten couldn't about it. I could not remember it either. I, yeah, I, yeah. I only remembered it now by looking at the program.
1: Yeah, yeah. So it, 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 it yeah, it was kind of Kind of a a fun to watch, you know, good bit of sort of harmless entertainment to watch, but but quickly forgettable, um, I I think is quite a good good sum up of that one, actually. (laughs) So that brought us into Saturday, which um, I have to admit, I made a mistake here because from from everybody, I heard that the first film was absolutely superb and I missed it. I, I saw something else and I what kind did, of kicked what did you see Keith well I, I went to see in fact I went to see two, two, two films in the uh, discovery screen that morning um, first off was Mountain Fever um, which looked well looked and sounded very interesting this was the reason I went to see this is this was one of the should have mentioned this probably at the beginning Fright Fest are doing a thing now called First, first Blood. Blood yes which is a first film from uh independent filmmakers um
5: uh, specifically uk filmmakers
1: uk filmmakers yeah um and and i thought to myself you know this this is the sort of space that (coughs) that, that, sadly you know we're playing in guys you know if we actually get our act together and make something so i thought um i needed to go and check a few of these out so i went to see this one um which was a sort of contained post-apocalyptic um film you know with a viral outbreak um type thing that very very you, you know you, you could see that they made use of what they had and they didn't try and be too big because they didn't have the budget and it was slickly made in terms of the photography the sound design the editing uh the level of acting everything about it was 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 really good um the problem I found with it is ultimately it was just a bit slow and dull. Yeah, you, you, you mm-hmm. know, um, it, it, it was it's only eighty-one minutes, but my, my, you know, to make it a feature. But my god, it, it felt like a long eighty-one minutes. It could have done it could have done with an action sequence or something to just sort of pick up the pace a bit. But instead, they focused and and you know they focused on characterization, and there was this kind of sort of weird love triangle going on um, between these people that are trying to survive with, you know, no, no food, no resources and, you know, risk of infection. So so it played very well on those things and I think it was a good example of, you, you know, I like the fact that, um, what's, what, what's the chap from uh, Fright Fest that's, that's pioneering this, that's championing this? Um, it's, Ian, Ian Rattray.
5: Ian. yes exactly Ian. I,
1: I I think it's brilliant that ian's behind this and um you know that there's this opportunity I, in fact uh, you, you know i i left fright fest this year i mean quite inspired uh, in terms of <coughs> every year i always think oh yeah i should make a movie i should have a movie here next year but always end up getting you know kind of somewhat bitter and twisted and depressed about it all but um you know, this year I felt quite inspired, and I think it is because Fright Fest are now giving these um, these first-time filmmakers a chance by having this programme specifically. So
3: so that's what I went to do,
1: but apparently I made a mistake because you guys are going to tell me how amazing the Bar was, right?
3: Le Bar, <laughs> as they say in Spain. La, uh, was it Le Bar? No. <laughs> no, that's what
1: they what say in France.
5: <laughs> oh, sorry, yeah. Oh, El Bar. So- El bar, that's
1: is that what you're it. El bar. <laughs> you <you've>... fucking twat. <laughs> well,
3: you know, I am multilingual. Um, so the bar um, is is like a very good premise. Small, contained, uh, multi-character-driven drama set in a bar where something happens outside, but the game, the game, the film opens up. The scope of this location in interesting ways, uh, and I just think from uh, if you've got to, a set of students, look if you want to see a film produced on a reasonable budget with great character actors, with excellent script, with excellent production values. It shot really well. The narrative was cleverly constructed. Everything about it, for me, was top notch. It was like the perfect example to show someone how to make a, a, a really good movie. Um, that's all I'd say about it. And there was a really nice fit Spanish bird in it as well, which was which made it even easy to watch. Damn it! Um, yeah, <laughs> absolutely stunning. So, um, one of, at that point it was my film of the festival. Wow, so uh, uh, the, the,
5: the, the, yes, the bar is, the bar is a very good movie. Uh, it's got a really nice setup where where you uh, have uh, these people in a bar, and then someone gets shot as they try to leave the bar, and then slowly sort of you sort of break down in microcosm, and it starts off as this kind of almost like very it, it, it almost as this black comedy throughout, but then it slowly sort of shifts genres as it goes through. We get a little bit of conspiracy thriller, a little bit of science fiction a little bit of a slasher movie and then uh, you know and so they're sort of forced into smaller and smaller spaces and uh, yeah it's it's a really well written movie and uh yeah it, it's uh, i i this was a nice surprise for me i mean i i'd like previous work by the director alex de iglesia but uh yeah this definitely makes me want to check out more of his stuff yeah really uh, really strong film so it set the bar high did it yes <laughs> Um, yes, Keith, it did. Yeah. I, I, well,
1: please I've not, I've not heard one person say anything bad about this one, so I think I missed a really good film there. I need to try and check that out. Did you
0: see it, Simon? No, unfortunately, I missed this one. I, uh, I came in late, so oh, yeah, I, I missed it. You can get well, it on DVD go. at the moment, but
3: I was going to say you, me, and
1: Paul German. need. To, yeah. You, you, me, and Paul need to add it to our, uh, our lists when it comes Everyone out in English. Should add then it to I guess. List.
4: It's or awesome. when it comes
5: out with subtitles or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah cool. I, wouldn't, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't call it a horror movie, but it is it's a really strong uh, genre movie. It's really good. Yeah. Excellent. Okay. Excellent.
0: Well, you. sounds better than the, the next film, which was Alone.
1: I didn't see this one. I saw something else.
3: Okay. But yeah. Well, uh... I left Clive about 25 minutes in to leave him alone watching it.
5: hmm. <laughs> Yeah, this this is it's a French sort of YA, uh, uh, sort of high concept uh, sci-fi uh, thing basically. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's I have to say I've seen I've, I've seen films similar to it. Um, I'm sure I've seen one like it at FrightFest. fest. I can't remember what it was called. Uh, but um, yeah i mean it's i mean the story is that uh, a group of teenagers uh find themselves abandoned in their city in france and um they have to discover what's going on um won't tell you what it is but um i guess straight away and i think you'll guess straight away as well um and yeah there's you know there's a a, a mystery element to it there's somebody there's, there's another person there or people there who seems to be hunting them and you don't quite know if it's the government or some sort of psycho or whatever it is. And, you know, by the end of it, um, it kind of, you know, the <laughs> the introduction to the film was this is like the first of a trilogy. And, uh, yeah, it certainly sets it up for uh, the next film.
5: Yeah, I mean, I don't know about you, Simon. I, I thought it—I thought it was okay initially. Even like, as you say, mm. I, I saw the ending coming like yeah. m- a mile off. I didn't yeah. necessarily see see, see the coat, the sort of sequel ho- coder coming. Mm. Yeah. But the, I definitely, I definitely saw the, the sort of twist. Um, I liked the characters. I found the initial setup uh, intriguing, but it, it's a 96-minute film. And It does really drag in the middle. I yeah. found myself nodding off a little bit. It gets a bit boring.
6: Yeah, it uh, And does,
5: yeah. I, I and I didn't. I think it's quite. If you've if you've read the graphic novel and you're into that series, then you probably get more out of it. But because I, I found myself, I found it a bit difficult to, to get my my head around what the what the idea of the villain was. I mean, it sort of works, but yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it seemed like um, they when we find out who it is, he's kind of dropped in at the end. You don't really see him throughout most of the film, so you don't feel it's like he's much of a threat, or they're a threat. But, uh, yeah, the, the, the sort of uh, coder at the end was a bit, OK, all right, well... Maybe the next one might be interesting, but uh, you never know. There's a lot of films at the moment that uh, they set themselves up for sequels or, or world building films which fall flat on their face. <laughs> so we'll have to see mm. where this, if there's a "Alone Two or whatever title they uh, come up with.
1: Still Alone.
4: Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Still on the Sweeney. Yeah. So what film did you see, Keith? Okay well I went to see another one of the uh, British first blood um, uh, choices which was a film called Boots on the Ground which was directed by Lewis Melville. Um, This was a film um, which is supposed to be set in Afghanistan uh, in 2014 uh, revolving around five British soldiers. It was actually apparently shot in um, in some abandoned tunnels and whatever in kent um but uh but it it worked quite well this is a film that's shot entirely i know i know some of you don't like found footage stuff this is shot entirely from cameras on the soldiers helmets right um so uh it's it's one of those but you know what i actually think it was really quite slickly done and, and well made um technically uh you you know they had quite a feat to pull this this all off um uh, as i said it's set in a labyrinth of tunnels which there's a um sort of a, a a threat from another realm as it were in in the form of these creatures so there's some cgi work in this that's actually quite good as well because you don't because it's done from everybody's point of view you only get quick flashes of these things um so it's all quite effective, but it is—it's one of these, you know, um, running around, you, you know, trying to find what's going to get them and who's who's going to get killed next, and and you know, lots of characters breaking down and and banter and stuff like that between them. But uh, you, you, you know, my hats off to these filmmakers. I thought, um, you, you, you know, this had been well polished in post-production. Um, as I said, it was a bit. It had a bit of an experimental feel with the fact that, you know, it was shot by all of the actors. It was shot and lit and framed by the actors while they were acting. Uh must have been an absolute nightmare when it came to the edit to sort of piece this together. Um, but it was slick and uh, it did work and it was entertaining. I, you know, it a, again, it's only 86 minutes long, but I wasn't bored at all during this. So... Um, you know, hats off to those filmmakers. Um, it's something I would have loved to have been in a film like that. It was <laughs> was a lot of fun. So, um, yeah, good stuff.
0: Excellent. Mm-hmm.
1: It sounds like I dodged a bullet with cool. that one as well.
4: <laughs> yeah.
0: Mm, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, not brilliant, but nothing awful. Not like our next one, no. Jackals.
3: Well, I wouldn't say Jackals was awful.
1: Oh.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> I disagree, but uh, so... Uh, Jackals uh, starts off with uh, the opening sequence of Halloween. <laughs> I mean, yes. it is literally the opening sequence to Halloween, and then uh, we then it cuts to this family waiting in a, a cab in the woods for somebody to turn up, and you see this like um, these guys kidnap a, a bloke off the off the road. You know, throw him into the back of the van, and and then we find out that uh, he's the the guy who's been kidnapped is uh, the son of this family, and he's been brainwashed into this cult, and uh, and what ends up happening is the cult wants him back.
3: <clears throat> I I remember chatting outside, just saying that the film should have been taken a more sort on precinct thirteen style rather <clears throat> than the one that we ended up with. Um, I haven't got much to say about this really other than I thought Deborah Cara Unger was underutilized greatly. Um, And again, some stupid decisions by some of the actors. There's one bit where one guy tries to escape and then all the cult are wearing these masks and stuff. And I thought, well, why didn't he just take all the gear off the guy they knocked out or whatever upstairs? He could have blended in. Put the mask Um, on,
6: yeah.
3: Yeah, Um, so it was and the, some of the masks reminded me of that other film we saw a few years ago uh, oh what well, your Next was, yeah, yeah let's get a bit overused you know the rabbit mask or the fox mask or whatever they are mm. it, it, it's like oh god okay so I think that they missed an opportunity there I like the idea of uh, you know, getting someone from a cult and deprogramming them, and they didn't get a chance to do any of the deprogramming at all. And the guy who did the deprogramming, who seemed like he could handle himself, he did a stupid thing, seemed <laughs> yeah. off.
4: Yeah.
3: Um, and he was out the film far too early, which because if he'd have stayed in, they could have barricaded themselves in and done a real assault on Precinct Thirteen job on it. But uh, it wasn't yeah. to be, I'm afraid.
0: Yeah. I mean the the. I just want to say I think the, the problem with because Stephen Dorff's character was so strong and the the the, fa- the family you didn't really care about so when he no. when he was when he went you, you were stuck with his family and that really brought it down for me yeah I yeah. agree
1: no I, I mean I, I must admit I thought it was I thought it was uh, you know well made uh, and stuff but the problem the problem I had with it is it just didn't really go anywhere and just you know ended up just being a complete and utter downer, you know, <laughs> uh all round, you, you know, with, with very little happening. Um, you know, just a few, you know, moments of nastiness and whatever. But um uh yeah, you know, I I, I had higher hopes for this. So it was a bit of a letdown. But I, I didn't mm. think it was awful, but at the same time it's forgettable. It's another one mm. of those ones that I probably won't even remember. If, you know, three months from now or whatever. What did you think, Clive? I thought
5: it had some. <clears throat> there were some nice creepy moments. There are. It had a lot of potential, and then it didn't really do much with that. And and, I th- and so I found it very disappointing because initially I was thinking, oh, this could be really creepy, and this and that's a good idea. But then they just made. Yeah I mean it just made some very odd choices and 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 it just didn't it just didn't pay off at all it, and it ended up feeling a little bit long which and it's only an 85 minute film
1: yeah it's not so, a good sign is it
5: <laughs> no so I, I was I was in the end I was disappointed I, I sort of like the fact that you had a, a character in it who's like the brother of the sort of evil uh, of the uh, sort of cult uh, influenced brother who was kind of a bit of a dick but at the same time he was actually right almost throughout his entire film but 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 you sort of it was so, so there was some nice sort of family dynamics going on but then there were other bits where you kind of like that just doesn't you know that's not really working so yeah, it was a shame you know there was some nice little, little little bits and pieces but it didn't ultimately it it, it didn't add up to <coughs> What it, what it could have been, I think. So, yeah, yeah.
1: Mm. Okay. Well, the next one I avoided like the plague. <laughs> <laughs> that was and a I good think... move,
3: Keith.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. I have to say, with when when you have a film called Attack of the Adult Babies, you you're expecting a lot, and uh, I just don't think it went stupid enough.
1: I gave
3: it a miss because it sounded too stupid, but okay. (laughs) So this was directed by Dominic Brunt, who had previously done a film called Bait that I thought was really good. Yeah, Bait was Um, excellent.
4: Yeah, And this film
3: uh, looked like it was made by um, someone who made carry-on films back in the day, and um, it looked like he had a location, like a really big manor house, Mm. and they arrived there and they decided to just try and make a film on the fly, um and um also the um the adult babies thing was was really just a side a side issue really they didn't really go into the psychology or anything interesting or make a statement about it at all it's just like oh yeah all people that do this are rich toffs and um you know well you're right they didn't they didn't
0: do the adult babies seriously enough they made it into this sort of sci-fi thing where they regressed into babies and then they suddenly had like pig snouts so they they yeah. they, they didn't even sort of take that seriously
3: No um so overall uh, this was a real steaming turd of a film that dominic brunt <laughs> put his name to unfortunately i mean just the cinematography was non existent i mean there's a scene at the beginning in a house that was sh- for me shot totally badly and you even got overblown outside lighting in the ex- in in the exposure so fuck knows who was in charge of the camera on that that film i don't yeah, know yeah the the lighting was very flat um Oof. Yeah. And, and, and they had English actors pretending to be Russian mobsters with mm. very piss poor accents. And the whole thing came across very, very amateurish, almost as bad as that one that I suffered uh, a few years ago at Fright Fest, which was was it zombie strippers or something? Or something like that. What was Probably. that one with a dwarf that kept breaking wind and everyone thought because oh, he had a northern God. accent it uh, was funny.
0: Zombie women of Satan. That one, that yeah. was
3: another steaming turd, and this ranks right up alongside that in the in in the great pantheon of why the fuck they wasted the money doing that.
0: Right, I, I will say it isn't. It's not as bad as Zombie Women of Satan. I think Zombie Women of Satan is is an awful film, and I think they they did try, but I think the the ideas they had for this was just they weren't very good ideas, or you know. Or as I say, they didn't go stupid enough.
3: Mm. It's just a shock that Brunt can do something so finely crafted as bait, and mm. then but I mean th- spit out th- this, this steaming. But but this pile. guy, this
1: guy. I mean, I know he's a fright fest favourite and whatever. But from what I know, his his stuff's pretty amateur anyway, isn't it? Generally,
0: no. Bait was very good. I, yeah, Bait it was. was was very accomplished. I mean, it was a yeah. few actors, it was a few locales, and it, it worked really well. It was a really good character piece. So, and mm. I haven't seen his zombie film, but a lot of people really enjoyed it.
3: Yeah,
5: so
0: where, it, it, where
5: it's 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 a it's a it's solid. It looks low budget, but it's a solid zombie film. Before dawn, I would say. But did you like this one, Clive? Did I like this? <laughs> Um, I, I I could see what they were going for. I mean, it, it's it's designed to be this deliberately bad taste, sort of puerile, uh, outrageous hom- horror comedy that is uh, that is deliberately kind of nodding to this sort of uh, carry-on movies and uh, sort of this exploitation, confessions of a window cleaner type sort of 70s thing. And, you know, and and it, it sort of it throws a lot of ideas in there. But it's it's like it's a strange mix. I mean, some I mean I admit, I found it I found it entertaining and amusing in in parts, but they were interspersed with large parts which just felt really amateurish and really poorly done. So it was it, it, it sort of it, it felt very disjointed. You know there were some like some weird kind of little comedy interstitials which I actually enjoyed, but then and there were some good performances and there were some also some atrocious performances. So it's it's really a, like a curate's egg, you know. Uh, but the good is you really have to search for that in there. I mean, the, the, there's a bit where it goes into a claymation uh, animation, which is well done, you know. The, the, there's 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 a, there's a few nice ideas, but you know the, the, there aren't. You know, it's called Attack of the adult, adult Babies, and the adult babies side of it isn't really developed enough. There isn't enough of that. You get more sort of the, this family dynamic and this, and as you say, these bad sort of uh, mobsters. Um, and yeah, it's ultimately, uh, it's not a film I can recommend. Uh, and mm-hmm. I, I'm sorry to say that because I really liked Bait. I knew this wasn't going to be like Bait because it was obviously going for much of a, more of a sort of John Waters meets inbred vibe. But Yeah, I got an it, inbred but, but, vibe from that as well, yeah. But, you know, I, th- I think... I'm not a fan of Inbred, but I think that's a better movie. Yeah,
4: and, oh, I like yeah. W-
5: w- w- which, which actually is is well paced and you know and it, and goes and is unabashed about what it's going for. This one, it felt it, it felt like like you know if they took ten minutes out of the film, then it would work better because it, it just felt like they laboured on certain things. There were there were points where the film felt like just stopped dead. You know, but then Mm it started again. And it's, yeah, ultimately, you know, it's it's an experiment for trying, but it's not one I enjoyed. Sorry.
2: Sorry, Paul, what were you going to say? Well, how would you compare it? Because one of my favourite films, Ted Post, The Baby, I really, really enjoyed. I'm just interested what you think in the comparison between the two, if you've seen them both.
0: Mm, I've not seen that one. Is, have you guys seen that one?
5: No. I have to say I haven't. Sorry. Uh, I, I, I've not seen that one, Paul. Sorry, no. Uh, um, you have some uh, obscure tastes. Yeah.
2: <laughs> it, it's something I caught late. Uh, yeah, directed in by Ted Post in the late 70s. Highly recommended for obscure horror films called The Baby.
5: Oh, cool. Um, I, I, I oh, do right. like Ted Post's like uh, Post, other yeah. stuff,
2: yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Um, and uh, that title really appealed to me so it's interesting that you guys didn't enjoy it but I think go and watch The Baby which is a really, really bad film but is really good in an obscure sort of interesting way.
3: Knowing your sense of humour, Paul I don't think you'd think that about this Attack of the Adult Babies I think you would probably agree with us but maybe i'll get it and we'll watch it and then you can i'll make you sit through
2: it <laughs> <laughs> i think i'd recommend go and watch the baby directed by ted post that is okay
6: okay yeah. okay
2: right uh, next, well, next. I,
1: I, well while you guys were watching that i saw um i went to see redwood
6: uh,
4: okay
1: which is directed by tom Patton. i went to see it because I like the sound of the premise, uh-huh. and I. Uh, Tim I'd recommended to, it very
3: highly. <laughs> well, I was
1: going to say I'd, li- I'd to. Well, I'd listened to Stuart Wright's podcast with with the director, and I thought the director spoke really well, and kind of liked what he was trying to set up. Um, I'll be honest, though, uh, when I went to, th- there was only two times in the whole of Fright Fest that I that I dozed off uh, slightly, and I have to say, this this, this film was one of them. Um, I. I could I really buy into it because the, it wasn't well made. The production values were pretty bad. The, the acting wasn't very good at all. And the thing that really wound me up about it is this is one of those stories about, you know, a guy and a girl that, you know, go out camping in the woods sort of thing. But I was really wound up that... Both the filmmaker and the actors had clearly never been camping or backpacking in their entire life. Just because of the way they they handled the uh, the equipment and the backpacks and everything, it just really annoyed me. So I kind of tuned oh out. Of, I know, well, but I, I tuned, I tuned <laughs> out. It. it was just it was just crap. Um, mm-hmm. But but you know, uh, to be honest, I missed most of the film. So there could have been a good film in there that I that I that I slept or I dozed through but um yeah there's a scene
3: apparently where they go to am... outdoor world and buy, buy Gore-Tex jackets, Keith. yeah yeah whatever <laughs>
0: um
1: but no uh, but, but uh, their card yeah, gets
0: refused I mean, at Rohan. Th- th-
1: th- 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 there was there was some <laughs> there was some dreadful acting in it i mean uh, y- y- you know it it what it, it just it just didn't feel you know again i listening to the director you know i was totally with him in terms of his intention and whatever but did he deliver it um not not from my point of view no i mean i have I've been in some films that are like this that are poorly made, and uh yeah it it it, it really didn't
3: do it for me, so I I'm searching prime it. for one of those you just made me remember i'm going to watch it Keith what's that Tack a bigfoot or something that you're in
1: <laughs> <Anyway>. <laughs> so. <smiling>. <laughs> So next up was
0: was ah, uh, Victor Crowley, a, a.k.a. Yeah. Hatchet 4, which uh, originally was going to be the 10th anniversary screening of Hatchet. So, yeah.
1: <laughs> so well, I, ne- I nearly missed it. I mean, mm. you, you called me out on this, um, Simon, on our on our podcast with Claire. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I'll say it right now. You know, really like Adam Green and I like some of his films, but. I was not a fan of of, of the original Hatchet at all, um, so I wasn't uh, I wasn't going to come and see this, and I wasn't um, really looking forward to it. However, um, you know, I, I I thoroughly enjoyed this experience. I think I think watching it with the with the Fright Fest crowd um, brought a lot to it. Uh, you, you know, made it that much more enjoyable, and the fact that Adam Green and, and Kane Hodder were there um and i have to say right now dylan the actor which is a character in this film i mean he should have his own movie that just made me absolutely roar with laughter right from the minute he came on the screen and did his his sort of really bad repertoire of uh bad john wayne um robert de niro and christopher walken (laughs) impressions (laughs) even even misquoting them i just thought was genius so uh so no, I, you know, I take it back. I didn't want to see Hatchet, but I went and saw Victor Crowley, and I had a thoroughly fun time with this. And
3: I think yeah. most people did. I agree. I yeah. thought it's a return to form for Adam Green, uh, for the Hatchet movies because they did get a little bit long in the tooth, and he he came out with an interesting um, scenario. And uh, I say uh, all of the comedy actually landed. In the right way for me, because I did say to him outside the front that I've watched Holliston and I did, it didn't really, Matt, you know, I didn't really find a lot of it funny. That what I did see of Holliston, but this, uh, he, it was great. And the makeup effects and the kills are always, you know, great sort of crowd pleasers. Uh, and I do like the character of Victor Crowley. He is sort of stuck in a little bit of a. He's made a rod for his own back, really, because Victor Crowley, unlike Jason is sort of a ghost that reappears every night in the same location. So it's not like you can get Victor Crowley goes to Manhattan or anything like that, which some people may say, yeah, good, cause let's be honest actually. a great film, wasn't it? <laughs> no, but you know what I'm saying? It, it, it does really restrict the entire film. If you're going to make another one of people ending up in his domain every single time.
0: Oh, i I think, um, I mean, just from the fact that they were able to bring him back after they had killed him off at the end of the third one. Sorry, spoiler. Yeah. But, um, you know, I think they could find a way of getting him to, you know, be in another location. somewhere else. Yeah, it, yeah it's... Maybe. You yeah. know, it, when it comes to, like, voodoo curses and stuff, there's always a spell for that. So, you know, I, don't, I, I think they'd find a way around it. I mean, plausible or not plausible, but... Uh, yeah, I mean, um, Victor Crowley. It was, it, it it was a it was a fright fest film. It's it's that's the that's the kind of films you go to fright fest to see. The ones where the audience are cheering at the kills and they're laughing and it's a really good time. And it was a very good film. I enjoyed it. Um, and uh, you know, it was it was good to have that kind of film because up to that point. I was starting to wonder, because, you know, we'd been there for like, you know, three days and there hadn't been that real crowd pleaser yet. So it was really good that, uh, you know, that uh, Victor Crowley was that crowd pleaser. And it was great to see, you know, Adam Green sort of, I think, gave quite an emotional and kind of inspirational sort of introduction to it. Cause, oh,
1: absolutely. Yeah. 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 As I said at the beginning, yeah. I, I was quite moved by what he said and uh, he spoke very well and then and then you know thoroughly entertained by the film that followed and um you, you know this is this is coming from a guy that you know i admit i don't was not a, a fan of the original hatchet at all so um uh y- you know it, it it was it was a great evening and, and we definitely saw it with the right crowd i think
4: for mm. sure yeah
5: yeah Clyde, did you like it i did i had a really good time with it I, i'd say i tend to In the past, I tend to prefer his um, uh, sort of films like uh, Frozen or Spiral over the Hatchet movies. But I thought this is easy, easily the sort of best of the Hatchet movies that I've seen. Um, And yeah, I had a fantastic time. And as you say, it was one of those ones where the festival experience just elevated the film. I don't know if I watch if I watch it again, just you know, at home. Whether I'll get the whether I'll get quite the same buzz out of it, but yeah, yeah. it was it was really good fun. I thought Felissa uh, Felissa Rose, who fans will know from Sleep, the original Sleepaway Camp, was brilliant as his agent, and as you say, uh, Keith, Dave Sheridan was fantastic as the actor Dylan. He was so funny. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, it's yeah, it it was it was just a really good uh, fun time all round, and and if you're a slasher movie fan you've got to see it, it's, it's you know, it's a must-see.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, moving on to the final film of the day, Game of Death.
3: I like and this. it. I thought it was good. Um, it was a cool premise, had some great effects in it, um, and uh, but ultimately you knew what was going to happen in the end, pretty much, so...
1: Yeah, I think it lost its way a little bit. I think it started off really strong, um but did sort of lose its way way a bit. But um but I, I, I noticed uh, you and Tim were enjoying it in terms of the uh the gore and splatter, yeah. if you like.
3: Yeah. I like the um they had basically these these teens find a a little board game that you have, everyone has to put their finger on. And it's got like an 8-bit sort of vibe to it. Um, and when they all their fingers go on it, it takes some blood from each of their fingers and seals the, the contract, so to speak. And uh, it then gives them a randomized number which appears in the middle, which ha- then happens to be the number of people that have got to die or be killed by the participants. Otherwise, one of them will die at a predetermined set time uh amount nastily yeah yeah so that that's it in a nutshell um so yeah really well made yeah i like it good good did everybody see this
5: no i went did you all see this (laughs) clive did you watch this one i can't Uh, no i i watched a different movie i watched one of the first blood entrants which one I, i watched canaries okay how was that uh, I really enjoyed Canaries. It's a, a Welsh uh, movie about uh, this sort of uh, strange uh, alien invasion involving sort of time slips, and it's sort of it's like a homo- horror comedy uh, set in uh, set in a in a, in a small uh, Welsh town in the valleys, um, and yeah, it's sort of it, you could see the low budget, but at the same time, it's actually quite sort of tightly paced. And uh, it starts off by flitting all around the world. You can see where people have been on holiday and it's stolen footage, which is quite nice, uh, and sort of setting up all these uh, alien abductions. And then you you have this sort of uh, slow attack of these sort of strange uh, humans that have been altered by by the alien invaders uh, who are all wearing these uh, sort of yellow rain slickers, hence the sort of Canaries title. And that's sort of explained later on. But it's actually, it's like a real, it's a really fun film. And I have to say, weirdly, even though this is at the Prince Charles, this is the loudest screening I went to. Because uh, uh, half the screening seemed to be from either sort of members of the cast and crew or a load of people that are coming from Wales, especially for this world premiere. And mm-hmm. it was really loud and raw because everyone was really enjoying it. And uh, it was it was, it was was really funny, actually, even before the film start. Uh, Clearly, a lot of people had been drinking for for most of the day before they got there. And, you know, one of the one of the uh, one of the cast members sort of was like pointing at pointing at various members of the audience, including me and going, I see you, that you be kind now, you be kind, you know, just sort of and sort of berating us and sort of giving us the eye and was absolutely off her face. Uh, and it was it was really it, it was it, 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 it was it was it was a kind of like bizarre experience, but at the same time, i i I thought the film itself uh you know it had some it had a really nice score the sound design they'd spent time on that so the sound was really good and actually had some creepy moments despite the fact that the monsters could have used a little bit more budget let's just say that so yeah it's fair enough it's it's a very low budget film but i hope it does get picked up by someone for for home video release because it's uh, okay. I think I think it's, it's got things to recommend it. Fair enough. Okay. OK,
1: well, now we can start bringing Paul into the conversation because we're moving on it's to Sunday, Sunday, Sunday yep. which is yep. the day you were there, Paul. Right.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: Now, so Sunday started very film. strong. Yeah.
2: Killing ground. Yes. What do you uh, think, Paul? You? Uh, I thought it's brilliant. It's uh, very dark and really well shot film and had uh, a real genuine feeling of isolation uh, for those who do or don't go camping. But what I really liked is the interplay between the two stories of the film. I thought that was really well done. And uh, I was a little bit disappointed that it was a bit of a cop-out because the final sequences were done in the dark. But overall, I thought it was excellent. I thought it was really, really good.
3: Yeah, Tim and I would bemoan the fact that when one of the well, one of the chief nasty people in the film gets his final comeuppance, there wasn't more claret that you could actually see. They sort of copped out on the final gore effects. I thought. Right.
2: Yeah, I'd agree with that. But what I really liked is that there was the there were two sort of heroes. But as the film developed, there was only one real hero not giving too much away that I really yeah. enjoyed. And yeah. uh, I thought it was excellent and it was really, really dark.
3: Yeah. It was no, it was, a hard, hard, I'll it was a hard say it hard watch, but it it, it was pretty
6: dark. Oh. Yeah, tough. it was.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean I I thought this was really this is an Australian film. Um and I thought this was this was very strong. Um you're right. I mean, it was very, very dark and, and quite nasty. But what what I thought was quite interesting, obviously, it kind of had this sort of um, split time narrative, which which worked nicely. But the other thing about it was. Um, it's what they didn't show, because there there was some quite nasty stuff that happened off screen on this um
3: but it almost it's a better way made, of doing it really. yeah
1: i was going to say it almost made it worse because you'd sort of see the aftermath and just imagine what nastiness had had taken yeah. place and um uh y- you know i i i really felt for the for the young couple that had gone on this camping trip together um yeah you know, and and the family that was also on that trip, that you know, with the situation that they'd been put in, with these, with these nasty people, you know, these nasty uh, redneck type characters um, that, that that you know brutalise them and are just very cruel um, mm. throughout. And uh, it was a very very hard watch. But if we're talking horror, which you know that's what this festival's all about, um, I thought this was a really really strong contender. Um, as being, you know, one of one of the best movies of of the festival. Um, what 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 did the rest of you think?
4: Oh,
0: unfortunately, I didn't get to see this once. Uh, Clive.
1: Oh, <laughs> I
5: I thought it, I thought it's a very strong <coughs> film. Um, yeah, I mean, this is easily in my top three for the whole festival. It's uh, I mean, if if you're a fan of uh, things like. Um, uh, like previous kind of ex- extreme, Wolf sort of, Creek. Uh, yeah, like particularly Wolf Creek, uh, extreme sort of uh, Australian cinema, the sort of true crime aspects. Um, yeah, there's some sequences which are really hard to sit through, but at the same time, as as you're saying, Keith, it does make some really intelligent choices. I think the build up is a lot better than the perhaps the final payoff. But then the way it leaves you, I think, is quite, is sort of quite affecting. Mm. Um, So, you know, ultimately, whilst I don't think it's 100% successful in everything it does, you know, it it is one of those films that sort of sits with you. and You do remember, you do think about it after the fact because of certain Mm. choices it it makes. So, yeah, I thought it was a very strong film. And, and, you know, if you're at all a genre fan, you need to check it out. Yeah, yeah.
1: It's, also, it's also a film that managed to make the audience gasp in a couple of places as well. Um, I can't say what because they would be spoilers. But, um, uh, yeah, it, it, I, remember, I remember, you know, bringing my hand up to my mouth in shock at one thing in it. Um, and, uh, yeah, yeah, so it, it definitely definitely stays with you. And it was definitely a way to wake you up on a Sunday morning for sure.
2: I think you made the point earlier, uh, Keith, when uh, Mike talking about watching a film, he leant over to me and went, I wouldn't do that. (laughs) In the same way that when you watch a film, you go, no, don't do that. Do this. There was a genuine there was a few genuine moments where you go, no, 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 don't do that. And that made the film much more enjoyable. That was really good. Hmm.
1: Yep. No, absolutely.
0: Right. Okay, moving on. Uh, we've got the next film was The End.
1: Not for me it wasn't, but yeah.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Man trapped in a lift, Italian film. He's a businessman, he's a bit of an arsehole, he's cheating on his wife, and there's a zombie outbreak and he gets stuck in the lift. The end. Okay. Any good? Uh, no, I, I, it looked good, um, and it must have been hell trying to concentrate most of the film on a guy in a lift. Had a few interesting characters, um, but overall, I'm sick and tired of zombie films. So it wasn't t- it wasn't giving me anything that I found particularly interesting that I haven't seen a hundred times before.
2: Well, for me. What I liked about it, A, that I was in another cinema away from you guys, which is a (laughs) new experience for me, like just go and sit in a film in a cinema on your own, because I've never done that before, and actually added to the... Oh, yeah, I've got (laughs) no friends. Actually added to the enjoyment and the isolation that the film was trying to demonstrate, so... I actually really enjoyed this film. I thought it was really well shot. There's some really funny moments where he has to utilise the stuff around him in order to survive. I thought it was really good. It was thoroughly entertaining. So I give I give it a double thumbs up. It was it's a good good entertaining film.
1: Wow. Okay. <laughs> Did you see it, Simon?
0: No, I'm not a fan of the. Uh the, the makers of this film uh, they did a, they had a film at Fright Fest quite a few years ago called Prada 3D and uh, I was not a big fan of that so Power Power 3 it.
3: yeah so I had to put it, you there it's alright it's
0: it, you know it's translated into Fear 3D and they, did the, there's something about Wang the, re,
3: the arrival the of Wang the arrival of Wang, Wang yeah, yeah, which I was, actually yeah. quite liked believe it or not I quite like that film
0: yeah so you know it's, hearing that uh, the, this this film was from them, I decided to com- to miss it completely because I just knew that I wouldn't have enjoyed it. So, you know, so they come in later. Did
3: you did you see? Oh, you didn't see anything else. No, you just I came in later. Else, yeah.
5: right? How about Clive? Uh, I I went uh, to see In Control at the uh, at the Prince Charles. As did I. Okay. What was that like?
1: Uh, it's, it's a Canadian, it's more of a sci-fi film in some respects. It's a Canadian film directed by Curtis David Harder. Um, and, uh, I actually quite enjoyed this, that the the tagline of this is you can be anyone you want to be. And it's one of these things that sort of deals with, um, it centers around a, a, a bunch of, uh, college stroke university students that that it's not really explained how, but they get this piece of technology that they can plug into that actually allows them to uh experience lives of other people so they can effectively sort of jump into that person's body and and and, and experience <coughs> life through them. Um and it deals with, you know, sort of all these sort of questions about um uh you know our, our identity um and you, you know whether whether we're in, whether we're in control of our actions and our destiny, and, and you know all of that sort of thing. Um, and and I really enjoyed this. You know, I, I kind of liked the themes of this and really sort of um, uh, bought into it and, and had quite quite fun with it. Actually, um, one of the things, if I had to criticize it though, I would say what they did to make it a little bit. Um, made it a little bit difficult to follow because they they would be jumping, they would all be, the group of them would be going and jumping into a load of people at a party, for example, like a frat party type thing. But those people would then be played by different actors and they didn't do, I mean, I know it's a bit cheesy, but they didn't do any of the sort of quantum leap tricks or anything where, you know, if they looked in a mirror, you'd see which character it was. So you had to sort of really pay attention to understand who was actually who in this and um i, I thought that uh you, you know that could be a little bit difficult to follow in in places but ultimately it worked and you know it, it had a twist which i won't spoil but um but i had i had quite a lot of fun with this and and, and enjoyed it
5: what, what, what about you clive i i thought it was okay but i was a bit bored so it, it's, I thought, I thought the, I like the setup and I didn't have a problem following who they were jumping into. I thought that was okay. But it just visually, it's so, it's such a bland film. It had this almost sort of Ikea catalogue aesthetic going on where everything's quite sort of slick, but everything's all these sort of neutral tones and everything's muted. And I felt that that was true of the drama too. It's like, you've got this technology you can jump into anybody you like, And while you're in there, you can uh, influence these people to do these things you wouldn't normally do. But there are but no one in the group really pushes the envelope there that much. People take a few bad choices, but there's no but it never really it's like they deliberately sort of say, oh, we're going to steer away from this sort of more anything which smacks of exploitation or the sort of, you know, more extreme end of the genre. And that's fine. That's a choice. ultimately it felt a bit safe for me and the ending uh, i thought the the twist ending is okay but it just at at the end of it i just felt like they could have gone further with 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 the setup so yeah it was okay but a bit vanilla for me
1: yeah no that's a fair comment and i it, it almost felt in some respects like it would make a good tv series or mini series or something because like, like you said they didn't really sort of go there um too much but uh you, you know with some of the things they could have done obviously i guess based on the fact that it had a fairly low budget but um but uh y- you know it, it did ask quite quite a few of those sort of moral questions about you know personality and are we in control of our actions and all that sort of stuff so i thought it was quite um you know pr- provocative on those sort of levels but um but you're right it was also somewhat safe in the choices that it made but uh but it was it was it was enjoyable what was on in the main screen i don't know because i missed that obviously
0: all right so the next one on the main screen was double date which mm. uh i had to say i enjoyed uh it was a comedy horror a bit light on the horror but uh the comedy mm. was quite good I mean the synopsis is that uh this guy who's a bit of a loser and a virgin uh his best mate's trying to you know you pop his cherry and, but he you know he he doesn't help him out much and then these two girls he he meets these two girls in the bar and they go out they they all go out on a on a double date that night and uh you know it's They want to bring him back to their house to, you know, I don't know whether to spoil it or not, but, uh, you know, they're they're up to no good. And, um, you know, I was kind of surprised. This was a film that I thought, I'm going to get five minutes. If I don't enjoy it, I'm going to walk out. And uh, I didn't. I quite, I enjoyed it. It was fun. It looks like
1: it had attractive people in it from the poster
3: yeah well that know, that's a bit debatable but um, so <laughs> oh, i don't know okay, it,
1: it
0: the girl in the poster lo- was hot yeah
3: yeah it was low budget-esque but i thought what they did was what they said they wanted to make a horror comedy british horror comedy that wasn't shit that's what they said the directors and i would agree it wasn't shit it was okay um and the humor was funny the character was his best mate it was hilarious. And it had probably one of the best on screens, women beating up a man Mm. uh, fight scenes, which was very impressive. It was very well done. Uh, So I was like, yeah, that's all right. Cool. Nothing more than that. Yeah. Did did you see this Paul?
2: Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't too bad. Um, It was trying to do Shaun of the Dead and unfortunately for me, didn't really hit the mark. But the guy who plays his best mate who I think he was in uh, This Is England uh, as a supporting actor is absolutely superb in it. And it's worth it just to see him and uh, a lot of the comedy's focused on him. But Mm. I really miss the mark for me and I'd rather go and see the snarling that me and Mike saw at South End Horror Festival.
3: Yeah, snarling is excellent.
2: To really get horror comedy right mm. and it felt as like it was like a road trip college buddy rom-com with no real horror yeah and yeah uh, it missed a mark but it was all right it was entertaining it was okay it's
3: watchable isn't it
2: yeah 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 but uh, it's a real plug for me to go and see the snarling if you want to see yeah i, I uh, saw that one i think done. with
3: you
1: guys didn't i yeah south end yeah
2: yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I think they, yeah, I just think having watched that as a horror comedy and Shaun the Dead, it miss it missed the mark for me. But it's very good uh, in terms of the acting, but complete lack of horror and some set people set pieces that shouldn't really have been in it and felt a bit forced. But otherwise, yeah, it was fairly entertaining.
1: Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, next up, I think we all saw the next film in the main screen. <coughs> we
5: had... Um, well, on, we missed uh, one. We've missed one out, Keith. Have we missed one? Uh, re- uh, well, while, while they were watching Double Date, I was looking oh, Repla- shit. Replace. Yes, <laughs> Replace. <laughs> You're watching your Replace.
3: <laughs> yes, yes. How could you yeah, just see well, out, Keith, you
1: bastard. <laughs> no, 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 I saw Replace as well. In fact, this is a great film. So, uh, yeah, we we can't miss this out. This was one of the strongest ones. <laughs> With Barbara yeah. Crampton, your favourite, Mike.
5: Oh,
3: good. What was that like?
5: It was really good. Uh, essentially, it's it's, got, it's like a three-hander. You've got this uh, uh, young woman, uh, Kira, who's uh, played by Rebecca Forsyth, and, and she's suffering from this uh, sort of affliction of the skin where her skin is ageing really, really quickly. But uh, But she finds that the only way to sort of counter this is to uh is to graft on skin from living people uh and uh well, well or from dead people and and it and it's sort of it's like a basically it turns into a bit of a kind of countess dracula sort of update where 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 she sort of becomes you know addicted to kind of uh, sort of you know re- rejuvenating herself should we say and barbara crampton is the sort of uh, doctor, stroke, mad scientist involved in this sort of uh, anti-aging program that she's affected with, and then there's also uh, a sort of uh, her, her neighbor who she becomes uh, in, involved with in a in a lesbian relationship, who also turns out to have links to Bar- to Barbara's character. And Ooh. it's uh, and it and it's <laughs> uh, you know it's it's a beautifully shot film. This was uh, I mean director Norbert uh, Kiel co-wrote this with uh, richard stanley who, uh, it, who All right. genre fans will know from hardware dust devil etc and uh, yeah it's it's a really strong it's a really strong movie i think it's uh, mm. it's worth it's worth checking out
1: yeah yeah no i would agree with that i mean this this you know this really dealt with the whole sort of body horror thing um in in a, in a really you, you know um imaginative way uh it it it, it was very glossy um you know the photography the lighting and everything in this was 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 really top notch um you know it brought up some really good sort of issues if you like social issues about uh you know ageist society and vanity and you know all of those sort of things and it was quite good because you had sort of three three um Actresses that that sort of approached it from a different different point of view. So you know, obviously Barbara Crampton looking at the sort of science and technology behind it. Um, the, the, the the neighbor uh, looking at the more sort of uh, uh, yeah Lucy Aaron yeah looking at the more sort of um, you know psychological side, and then and then you know Rebecca Forsyth being you know purely about the sort of image and and, and vanity aspect of it uh it also had a an actor friend of mine mm. in it so it's always good uh Sean Knox who is i I've acted with before and uh it's good to see that he's out there and his career's you know um going in the right direction and you know he's he's getting to be in these sort of things so uh he wasn't in it very much but it was All good right. to see him i <laughs> wanted to ask you know. if
0: he was any good in it
1: yeah i mean he, he's he's not he's not in it a great deal to be fair but you know hey he's in it um he's he's and uh he's right right at the beginning of the film uh, essentially so uh um but yeah this this i would say is a really strong contender like like you said uh, norbert kill did a good job of this and uh, obviously you know there, were, there was richard stanley's involvement in the sort of whole development of it as clive had already said so um yeah yeah a really a really good film well worth a watch definitely
0: excellent right so did we all see mayhem
3: yep yeah yep we did. Joe lynch film
0: that's it so uh if you know uh adam green and joe lynch are uh, good friends and uh they uh, always appear in each other's films and they did uh holliston together so uh this was like the i not know second act from From those guys, and uh, I have to say, it was a film I was looking forward to, and again, thoroughly enjoyed. Uh, though I think he kind of held back a bit, though, didn't he? I don't think it was yeah. as gory as it could have been, but uh, yeah, it was it was good fun.
3: Look good, well
1: shot. I was gonna say well it was acted. a fun. It was more of it was more of a. This one played really much on the sort of uh, you, you know you know corporate comedy. Um, yeah, aspect didn't it really? And it, obviously, it had Stephen Young from Walking Dead in it and Samara Weaving. And, um, yeah, I mean, it, it, it this one again was a crowd pleaser, wasn't it? Very much.
3: I thought Stephen Young was excellent in this film mm. so now that he has broken away from The Walking Dead, where I wanted to kill him myself with a baseball bat, um, <coughs> his character anyway. Uh, I like the premise, Um, and again, we we did have a discussion about a theme of Fright Fest, and viral-type outbreaks or viruses seem to be a common theme, Um, and this one was very clever because it was like a virus that would only last eight hours, and during that time, if you contracted it and you killed someone or Screwed your secretary, or whatever you you were basically. There's no criminal charges to be brought against you. You could get off scot free doing whatever you wanted because it basically removed all your inhibitions. And in a workplace, if you, anyone who works in a workplace, we all want to kill our boss. Um, and you know, who knows about the secretary option? But um, um, that's and it was, it was a bit like um, the raid. Uh, really, because he had to get to the top floor, the upper echelons to uh, confront the top boss, but there was always obstacles in his way, and obviously there was a time element where if the time ran out he wouldn't then be able to have the law, so if he wanted to do some damage to someone, he wouldn't have the law on his side and and uh, acquit him of any wrongdoings, so it's quite an interesting concept um, and it looked quite quite a fairly big budget to me look 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 very slick and joe lynch you know i think he's he's a good filmmaker he's um he certainly seems to be operating unlike adam green who's got ariscope which is his own studio and he's funding his own projects through that way but lynch i think is going off and getting his own gigs um uh so yeah really sorry really enjoyed it me what do you think guys
0: well, I just wanted to say about uh, Joe Lynch. He's always been doing, uh, you know, been getting projects because uh, the mm. first film he did was Wrong Turn 2. So, you yeah. know, he he was brought on that film as a director for hire, and I think uh, which was good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I haven't I haven't had a chance to see it, but uh, I've heard good it's things good, about yeah. it. It's, it's gory as yeah. hell. But I mean, you know, he kind of got screwed when he did Knights uh, of Badass them. I mean, yeah, he actually had the a... film taken away from him.
3: Well, this is interesting because that was a project that sounded a bit like a personal project where he was trying to do an Adam Green, do his own thing, and it all went tits up, didn't it?
2: I quite like that film.
3: <laughs> Have you seen it?
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've, got, I've actually been LARPing, so oh, I right. thought it was quite funny. So, uh, OK, we won't go any further with this conversation.
4: <laughs> no, no. What I, did you think of made <laughs> what do
6: you
4: think
2: of mayhem Mayhem. i love mayhem i I thought it was absolutely brilliant uh really funny there's some really really funny moments uh, with post-its that i won't go any further with but yeah i thought it was excellent and i think the highest praise was that i just thought my wife would absolutely love this film yeah i think it's excellent and it is as mike Alluded to, it's definitely a film for the eye rather than for the brain, because it's quite, quite fast-paced and quite high octane. But yeah, really, really good. I loved it.
5: Fair enough. Excellent, Clive. What did you think? Mm-hmm. I, th- I I also had a good time with it. It, it. it was a good fright fest movie in terms of the audience. Um, I it sort of it reminded me a bit. It had a sort of certain computer game element where. Where you'd have each each level would have an end of boss, uh, like big boss had to fight before they could level up to the next level. So it had this sort of almost like like structure like that, and you know collecting weapons along the way. But uh, Hmm. what I also like was all the kind of incidental things in the background. So whilst they'd be confronting someone in the foreground, in the background you'd have like two people uh, having sex on top of a a, of a, a photocopier. Or someone else would like sort of post it splattered all over their face, screaming to high heaven or something like that. So th- th- there's all these little bits where I sort of think it's a film I, I quite look forward to re-watching so I can pick out all the, all yeah, the bits yeah. where yeah. It, th- they're going on in the background. And I know there are a few sort of in jokes and bits and pieces there. I think <laughs> it's, it's, it's quietly sort of subversive of what it's saying about about you know workplace culture as well. But yeah. uh, but but you know it, it's mainly interested in being a sort of enjoyable fun ride, and that's what it is.
6: Excellent. Yeah.
0: Yep. Right. Moving on to the last film of the day, uh, which was Villainess or The Villainess.
1: Wow. Yes, this, this 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 was amazing. I thought South impressive. Korean film, yeah. isn't it? Mm. Yeah, Asian Asian cinema. Um, you you know this, this this film was was so slick it was unbelievable but also the the um you know the 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 way this is this film was shot was incredible i mean you went from you know point of view cam uh right out of that almost seamlessly into action which which would you know would would seamlessly appear like you know you know one continuous um for, 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 much of the opening. Um, you had all sorts of stunts and fights, whether they were sort of on foot on motorcycles, uh, you, you, you know, uh, hand to hand combat, knives, guns, you, 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 name it, it was in this, um, and it was am- amazingly slick and well done, but then it turned into a, um, you know, it's one of these other ones, another film where you had this sort of split narrative timeline um, with with the sort of past story and the future story uh, meeting somewhere in the middle. But you also had this, then it went, turned into this sort of wonderful drama piece um, for, for the middle third, and then sort of back into high octane action again. And um, I just thought that this was, was well, you, you know, it's it's one of those things, it, it had horror elements, but it was really more of a, you know, high-octane action movie. Um, but it was definitely one of the, yeah, again, one of the contenders for one of the strongest movies of the, of the festival, in my humble opinion.
3: I think you described that perfectly, Keith. Um, and my turn, Pence, is that it looked amazing, and it basically gave a middle finger to all the other filmmakers that I'd seen up to that point, and said, this is how you make an action film. Uh, and, and an interesting, uh, the acting comes across, even though it's subtitled, which may give it an advantage, uh, the acting was top notch. Uh, and it had a really interesting story that at one point could be... A tad some people complain it was a bit confusing and not being it's not a racist thing it's just that a lot of the characters you get to see briefly and through and you're trying to the trouble is you're taking your mind off of what's on the screen sometimes by trying to read the bloody subtitles so you lose the thread sometimes of who the fuck who is and um I did get it in the end, um, and I, but I mean, if you were a little bit, if you weren't focused a hundred percent on everything going on in the subtitles, you might lose what the fuck was going on. Um, but it did resolve itself for me brilliantly, and um, the the action scenes were stunning. The violence was awesome, and it was the slickest, polished. They, the South Korean films just look so goddamn polished. I don't know. How it is, I said this to Adam Green. He said it's something to do with the lenses they use on the cameras or what, but I'm not so sure, I don't know. But it was well, the, awesome, the, 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 awesome. I was gonna film. say the photograph the, the,
1: the, the marry the marriage of the photography, the stunt work and uh the editing of this was 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 you know incredible uh it really it really worked you know
3: <laughs> and and the and the strange environments and the neon glows and the night cities and all the stuff that you get from these movies just just looked incredible um and the main actress she was just to actually have the chops to do the emotional um, acting required for the role and then next minute do these amazing stunts was 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 mind-blowing
1: yeah yeah it had that wonderful steely blue look to it didn't it which yeah. uh, which i loved. i loved it mm. what did everybody else think
2: <laughs> yeah uh sorry i uh i missed that so i went home so uh it'd been a long day
4: Anyone you've else? only
1: been there for a day
2: <laughs> uh, yeah but it's his
6: first time he couldn't
2: <laughs> handle it yeah but the only thing I'd say is uh, the idea of watching that many films in just one day I thought uh, I'd really struggle with but I'd say it's, I really enjoyed it and having what actually been there I'd just say it was a really really good experience and I was surprised that I could watch that many films and enjoy it come outside, have a coffee, have a chat with people, and uh, everyone was really friendly. And even going to see a film on my own, which I'd never actually done before, to go and see The the End, which is the Italian zombie film. Um, I, uh, it was an interesting experience, but yeah, really enjoyed it. But I, uh, I missed the villainess, which I'm gutted about, hearing from what Mike says. I uh, just thought I just had nothing it's, to try. Well, it's
3: coming out from Arrow Video in end of October and I've got mine pre-ordered with Amazon already. That's, oh, that's a good for it. film yet. Yeah. added to my
2: come list. Round, come round yours and watch it then.
3: Yeah. Do Clive and Simon
0: <laughs> see Cyrus? this?
2: Yes,
5: yeah. I, I saw this. But Clive, do you want to go first? Uh, okay. Um, I did watch this, but I have to say although I'm like a Fright Fest veteran and I do watch, I do try and watch all the films. There's usually a point where I hit a wall and it's kind of, (laughs) because I'm watching like 20, watching 25 films over five days, not getting much sleep, especially if you try and do anything social as well. And during this film, it's quite a long film. I, I think that's my criticism of it is it's over two hours long. And, whilst i was uh, whilst i was really impressed with the action choreography and i got actually did quite get into the drama the middle section is feels long mm. and i and i i nodded off i was tired i nodded off and then when i and, and, and I, when i woke up i was really confused as to what the hell was going on
6: <laughs> I, well, I, I lost asked...
5: it and 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 <laughs> it was like and my brain came my brain was going i need to eat i need caffeine because I was reading the subtitles, but the words weren't really going in anymore, so it was just well, like flashing across me. Clive, uh, didn't I? I, I Clive, yeah, what
3: I, do you think of it? And you looked dead.
5: I, I, really, I really, like, I really like. It was. I looked... I, I'm not. I probably looked like I'd looked, like whited out or something. Because I looked. I felt. I felt unwell. You and weren't coherent. I, <laughs> I was. I was, I was I was really confused. I was like, I really need to go to bed now. I, my brain just can't cope with <laughs> any more of this. But so I, so I will rewatch the villainess. It, it's kind of like got an asterisk next to it for me because I did see it, but, I, but at the same time, I, after a while, my brain stopped processing the information. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's kind of you know this sort of the raid meets Latham the Keeper, and it's well done, but it's a bit long. So uh, I, I want to give it another yeah, go. I think you should.
0: How about you simon okay um yes i i did see this one uh i really enjoyed it um i i thought the uh fight choreography at the beginning and the point of view cam was really good um i have to say um you know it was the fem nikita with a uh, sort of revenge plot put in there and it it worked really well it was a good melding of of all these different parts uh my only complaint would be that uh they did the point of view stuff a bit too much it was too much shaky cam and it's a, that was a bit hard to watch on such a big screen i think maybe maybe cuz yeah. maybe where i was sitting was maybe a bit too close so it was um it it did get sort of a bit Uh, headache inducing (laughs) at certain points with this constantly shaking camera that's moving all over the place as as she's taken on all these people i mean the uh, the opening sequence is uh you know it is uh the like the uh hallway scene from old boy but all point of view so
3: Yeah. So yeah, I I get what you. I totally get what you're saying. I totally get what you're saying.
0: Yeah. So Uh. you know. uh, So I enjoyed it. It's a film I'm gonna go back uh, watch again. I think it'll probably work better on a smaller screen, Mm. or uh, if you're gonna watch it on a big screen, just be as far back from it as possible. And Mm. uh, yeah, I sort of enjoyed everything about that. So yeah, it's uh, uh,
1: well worth seeing.
3: So now we move on to Monday, do we?
1: Our uh, final day, absolutely. We're nearly there. <laughs> yeah, okay. We're nearly so, there. so, um kicked off I with Stillborn. Um, which uh yeah, I I, I actually thought I, I quite enjoyed this. Uh, I don't know what you guys thought. a Canadian, another Canadian sort of moderate budget film. Um uh, but I thought, you know, in terms of the performances and everything, this this, this worked quite well. What, what, what did you guys think?
3: I thought it was um, a really good way to mix possible imaginings of a woman going through postnatal depression and also losing one of her children at birth and the descent into madness, but then with a question mark of, well, Is she mad or is this something really strange that's going on? Uh, The paranoia and all that sort of stuff. I thought it was pretty slow going and didn't look particularly interesting. I I just kept saying to myself, don't any of these fuckers have light switches in their houses? Because it everyone was walking around with no bloody light switches on during the even during the dark dingy day scenes i'm like you know so it was a bit uninteresting from that but the performances were good and I, I thought afterwards, it did make me think, you know, it, it was an interesting commentary on, you know, if someone, some poor lady suffering this, this, you know, postnatal depression and, mm. and how you can psychological find your, effect. Yeah, yeah, it was more of a psychological than a monster or scary film. It did have a few good sort of shocks in it or jump scares. Um, so, yeah, solid, well made um and um yeah it was uh it was very well done did you see this one simon no i
0: skipped this one um <laughs> well you never get up early do you <laughs> no no well you i i mean i sort of i learned this back a while ago that you you can't see every film and so you just go at your own pace so if you want to if you want to yeah. miss the first film miss the first film miss the last film or maybe miss both i mean um but the thing is uh as well for me the monday morning first film is usually awful it's usually the the worst film of the festival and yeah Uh, that
1: wasn't uh, the case here no it wasn't the case and
0: there there has been other examples of films that you know were excellent and they stuck it on a monday morning (laughs) and it's like why like american mary or the video nasties documentary
3: or a Saturday morning for the horseman
0: yeah exactly yeah. There's, there's some films mm. that they've that've been really good but they put them on in the morning and you're just like why but okay. um, yeah so I mm. skipped this one
1: what, what did you is... see Clive no he saw something else what did you see Clive
5: I saw Veronica which is a, uh, a Mexican uh, film uh, which is essentially a two hander uh, sort of psychological uh, horror movie uh, which is filmed in black and white uh, about a uh, reclusive psychologist who takes in this um, uh, this this uh, patient who's a disturbed young woman with a history of uh, of trauma to try and help her, and then and finds out that her previous psychologist disappeared under mysterious circumstances, and then things take a few twists and turns. Uh, it's essentially it's a two-hander, uh, um, and uh, yeah, it's it's quite sort of an intense sort of thing with nods a few nods to Hitchcock. And, uh, I, I, mm. I thought it was, I thought it was very well done. It, it's, it's, you know, it's a quite a, it's a very controlled film. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, 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 thought, it, I, I thought it, I thought it, I thought it, it's, if you like psychological stuff, it's, it's mm. well done and, and worth seeking out. I think um, I'll, 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 go for that one because it sounds a bit of me that
4: mm,
3: I like the sound of that as well. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Um, Next
1: up, I missed this one for something else. But you guys saw Low Life. Yes,
0: yeah. Uh, let me go first because um, yeah, uh, Low Life uh, was a, a crime drama uh, very much in the vein of Pulp Fiction. Uh, it was uh, a story it was told from different points of view uh, and different parts of the story. Uh, I thought it was really well done. I uh, really enjoyed it. Uh, I f- enjoyed the characters in it. I mean, they had a, a Lucidor in there, uh, which and it wasn't. You know, he wasn't playing a wrestler or anything. He was just like another character. And well, I thought, he, he
5: kind of he kind of was, wasn't he? he was sort of Santo type. Yeah, uh, but a, I mean, superhero wrestler, right? Yeah, but was he, he called El Mag-
0: El Monstro. El
5: Monstro. That's El it.
0: Monstro. Yeah, but the thing is, he was just a character in the film. He wasn't. You know, like the hero well I, I you know not not in those wrestling films he's not like a superhero he's he is just a man but he is also this uh, lucidor as well I don't know I thought it worked really well I really enjoyed it um I liked the turns it took um I liked the fact that you had a guy with a, a not a, <laughs> a not um a swastika on his face and tattooed he, tattooed and he turned out to be the best character in it <laughs> and, you know. Yeah.
1: It was yeah. it was cuz it had been starting at a fairly heavy minus with that on your face would Yeah. You? <laughs> yeah.
0: And it was yeah, I thought it was really well done. Uh my only, only criticism is the the poster for this is shit and they should really get another poster yeah. designed for it cuz it, it it really makes it look like another kind of film and it it wasn't.
5: Uh, Clive. Yeah, let Clive go next. Uh, I also really enjoyed this one. I, I I I sense there's going to be a dissenting opinion here, but um, <laughs> j- j- just from the sounds I was I was hearing along the road from me. Um, but but, but, but uh, yeah, I, I I really enjoyed this. I, I liked you know they do some really sort of interesting things like uh, rather than showing uh, El Monstro's uh, sort of uh, sort of uh, violent outbreaks. He he would essentially kind of like almost black out, and then he'd wake up, and you'd see the aftermath, and that, uh, and little sort of touches like that, and it, and it was full of these little sort of surprising character beats, which uh, which I thought uh, you know made it a fun journey. So, okay, Mike, here's. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't prejudge, Clive, because I've Ooh. reflected
3: on this film, and I actually really like actually most of everything I, I actually had a quite good time i love el monstro he was fucking brilliant uh, i love the bit where you get like you know the noise when the grenade goes off and all you hear is a is a high-pitched mm. singing noise yeah when el monstro does his blackout um he had some funny lines uh, I i'd quite like the narrative and what simon said where this the initial character turns up who's come out of prison he's got a swastika tattooed on his face which is obviously ridiculous uh it went from him being well, he's a bit of a dick to actually being a good character and i did, liked i actually liked everything i like the setup i thought that some of it was a bit s- stupid with just the organ harvesting i mean i, I the start of the film was very strong without this this these illegal immigrants being taken at gunpoint into the back of a van and then having all their organs taken out some great effects there uh and it was quite grim but then it turns into this weird pulp fiction thing with this wrestler and it goes totally off the wall Uh, and i was struggling with it to begin with but he i really warmed to the el monstro character the only thing is i thought that the protagonist or the bad guy the top nasty man at the top of this tree that's meant to be feared and uh, you know, everyone was shit scared of this bloke and all the rest of it. He just didn't do it for me. I just thought he looked like a, a middle aged Stan Lee who'd just been walking up the road and they asked him to do <laughs> the part. So, I think for me, that was the biggest letdown. They needed. That's
1: Mike, a... that's how you cast all your films. Isn't yeah, it?
3: <laughs> that's right. So uh. basically I think that the main protagonist was not all that. And that, just let it down quite a bit for me. Well I, I did we- think I did mm. think about it afterwards. I did sort of go, oh that was a bit rubbish, but then naturally I thought back and I actually did I did actually stick right to the end of it and I enjoyed it. But that the boss man who was meant to be the the head honcho and do all this organ harvesting and stuff like that. I just thought he was a very weak, not very good acting and uh, it let the film down. Other than that I thought it was all right.
0: Well I just want to say about his character and the, the thing was that uh, he was the kind of character where uh, if you if you didn't know he was like a gangland boss, you just think he was like this, you know, guy who ran a, a, this fast food restaurant. You know, probably you probably have a, a good chat with him or <coughs> whatever, because he did come over, you know, if he wanted to be nice, he could be quite nice and reasonable, you know, to, mm. uh, to some some extent. So. I, I didn't I I kind of got that vibe from. Him. I don't think they were going for like uh, you know a big bad boss. You know it was, just, you know more of a guy who if you knew if you knew him, in the underworld you knew he was a guy to be feared. But to everybody else, he had that sort of uh, air of respectability.
3: Mm, I think he just lacked charisma. And when he, there was the issue where he was going to get nasty with someone, it didn't really. Do it for me. I no, think they I could have maybe I, found someone a bit I, more. I, I don't know. I with I a think, bit more presence or charisma. I thought his that.
0: presence was fine. I thought he, he, he did a really good job. I thought he, he yeah, worked as a protector. I don't know what it
3: was. He just didn't see, He seemed too weak. He looked like the sort of guy if you wanted to do him over, you could do him over. He, he didn't seem like someone who was unhinged when he went unhinged uh, to offer much threat, really, other than any old other monkey that would just point a gun at you, you know, that's, that's all I was thinking. But uh, other than that, it was an interesting film and I have thought about it and I love El Monstro. I think he was brilliant. Um, he's my favorite character in the film.
1: Right. Well, this is another one where I made a mistake then because I I went to see, uh, I won't dwell on it too long. I went to see third night, which was another Australian film about a couple that move into, into sort of the middle of nowhere. um, you, you, you know, they had the filmmakers there and bless them. I was kind of, they were really nice and really sort of passionate about what they were doing and I kind of wanted to be on their side. But uh, we all know how difficult it is to make films. But uh, this this didn't, it was only 72 minutes long and it didn't hold my attention. This was only the second time in the entire Fright Fest this year that I dozed off and missed a load of it um, because the production values, again, were pretty poor and um yeah so i i think i would have been better i'd ha- had a better time watching uh, low life but uh, that's the gamble there you go
0: there you go well do yeah. you got something to look forward to seeing then Keith?
1: well and 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 certainly uh had a lot of fun with the next film which uh, even yes. though it was a christmas film <laughs> <laughs> it's a christmas film in august but um better watch out um uh, now I thought this was 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 a lot of fun. I, I really mm. enjoyed
3: this, and I think I don't, most of I don't think did, we right? want to spoil anything for no, no spoilers, no
0: spoilers, no, no. But no. Uh, yeah, it was it was enjoyable. Um, touches on Home Alone. I mean, they that the, in the first couple of scenes, they're they're talking about the uh, the paint bucket scenes from uh, from Home Alone, mm-hmm. and uh, you know. It
1: had a John Hughes feel to it, didn't it? Yeah.
3: It definitely had that sort of tone, tonally. And also it was the babysitter looking after the kids and there's been a stranger outside and um, it's like, well, what do you do? But the film then takes a complete left field uh, turn, doesn't it? It does. does, Which makes it... it and the performances were great weren't they Mm. yeah it was very
1: and the whole thing about it was it was a a slick I mean this was a universal picture wasn't it so it it was Mm. a studio picture and it it had all the uh, it was slick and and high budget and well made and well performed (laughs) and um, yeah very Very, entertaining highly recommended
0: yeah and the the parents at the beginning they were a lot of fun
1: the dad was priceless yeah (laughs) some of his lines were amazing Mm. (laughs) Oh, and so with Virginia maston she, she, she had some good stuff to do in this as
5: well, didn't yeah. she as the mum?
4: Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm.
5: What did you think, Clive? Did you like this one? I did. I thought it was a strong movie. Um, as you say, you start off and you think, okay, you know, you've got a babysitter and she's babysitting the young kid who's kind of got a thing for her and it starts off and it's a bit cute, but then there's this home invasion and, all, and you think you know where it's going and then it takes a turn, which we won't spoil. Yeah. But... Mm. And yeah, I, I, I it, this surprised me because I I thought oh I, you know, and I'm I was so glad that I did decide to watch it because I, I usually try and miss any Christmas horrors at Fright Fest because I've got a you know I, I don't like watching Christmas movies outside of Christmas. Oh okay. But <laughs> uh, but I'm glad I didn't do that this time because I I, I, had a, I had a really great time with Better Watch Out. And yeah. the only thing I'll, I'll flag up to people, because I do recommend this, is that there is a mid-credit scene. So, stay in your seats when it finishes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes.
0: Right. All right. Okay. We're nearly there. Nearly there. So, uh, the penultimate film of the festival was uh, The Tale of Hallow's Eve. The, the
3: terror. terror. Oh, of, Terror, of, sorry. Of, kind of, Yes. yes, another one, Simon.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, the terror of All Hallows' Eve. It might as well be the tale of All Hallows' Eve because there wasn't much terror in this film.
3: Uh, it was a steaming turd for me, from my yeah. perspective. I, thought, uh, I, I think that's a little awful. unfair. No, Maybe. I think it was awful, awful, awful. I think that the um, there may be a nice little creature in there, but the whole thing... In terms of the way they dicked around with the story, making them go back to his house, and then having sets made up of I don't know tracing paper with a red light in the background, meaning they've gone to some weird dimension and all that stuff. It just uh, I thought it was I was a real letdown, real big letdown. And you're right, there was no terror in there at all for me, really. Uh, yeah, that's all I've got I to mean, say on that.
0: I mean at the end of the day, I mean the 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 film okay, the guy is like he, he he's a makeup creature effects designer and stuff like that and it's it's kind of autobiography you know. And he did say in, in his intro that they had, you know, used some uh tracks by John Carpenter.
3: Which and, was superb. Which yeah. was
0: superb. But the thing is he he wanted to be a John Carpenter. He was like a John Carpenter wannabe. I mean they, they had the same font mm. for the titles. Um, you know, as Had-
1: Haddonfield I- 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 Institute. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well,
0: th- th- okay. So you brought that up. At the end of the day, this is a film that really outstayed its welcome. I mean, that last ten minutes, uh, you know, which again was like setting up another film, was awful. And you just like, oh, what the hell? We're we gonna watch? An- We've got another story to go? Or what? You know, you? i was thinking, bloody! I thought this was over. <sighs> I, just, oh, I agree. That yeah.
3: you could dispense with Is that. that right? It's yeah. almost like he only created it to get his own fizz or in his own picture. Yeah, because he was that guy, right. wasn't he? That's in right. Cell. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Mm. I mean, yeah. I mean, y- you know, I think saying it was a steaming turd's a little unfair. I, I it, it wasn't. <laughs> it, 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 had, it had a hard mm. act to follow um, from Better Watch Out. It was a hard act to follow, um, and y- y- you know, it, it's one of those. Again, I'll say it. It was. I found it enjoyable enough, but it it'll be forgettable. (laughs) It certainly wasn't the worst film of the festival at all. By no, not 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 for me anyway.
5: (laughs) No, no. (laughs) I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna side with Keith here because I I I, I kind of enjoyed it. It was it, it it was flawed certainly, and I agree that the that the kind of epilogue didn't it just stayed too long if you they could have just they should have left it as a sort of a brief coda but it became like a whole extended scene which I I didn't think they really needed I think I think it's, it's sort of important to sort of sort of stress what kind of horror film this is and it almost feels like a horror film for sort of for like for kids stroke young adults you know you've got a, a you've got a, a, a sort of a 15 year old protagonist and you know, it's sort of, it, it, it it's quite kind of. Like it's more of a tame. fantasy. Yeah, isn't it's it? quite it's quite sort of tame. You got you got all these fantastical monsters in it that, uh, because the guy comes from this background, so it it, it almost feels a little bit kid friendly, except for sort of perhaps the way it sort of takes a turn at the end, uh, which I won't go into. Mm. But but yeah, I thought I thought. You know, there was some nice effects work. There was also some not so effective effects work where they sort of, the budget showed a little bit. Mm. Uh, but, you know, you've got Doug Jones in there playing <laughs> two different creatures. And, uh, you know, Sarah Lancaster as the mum, I thought was decent. So, yeah, it's, um, it's clearly quite a personal project for the guy. I understand the first sort of 25 minutes of the movie is essentially based on something that happened to him in his childhood. And uh, yeah, it, I, I thought I found it. I thought it was kind of charming initially, and then it sort of outstayed its welcome a little bit. Hmm.
0: Yeah, okay. I mean, yeah, uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. Come on, I, Simon. I just wanted to say, I thought <laughs> the uh, you know when they went into the sort of um, the the kills when they were taking on the bullies that the they were kind of unimaginative. I mean, the fat guy eats and then gets eaten. You know, it's just like, oh, okay. It was, you know.
3: Yeah. Yeah. It, I yeah, didn't I don't think, think it really worked for me. Yeah. At all. Yeah. Didn't work. For uh, and, and I was looking forward to it. Uh, and I think we've been spoilt with things like Trick or Treat. And even the, the the pretty abysmal one we saw as a closing film. Was it a couple Tell, of years ago? Tales of Halloween. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. thought that was much better than this thing that we saw.
5: Yeah. I didn't. But I Yeah.
1: Okay, so right. our final film yeah. was Tragedy Girls. Um what, what 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 were the thoughts on that one? Was it a good film
3: to end on? Uh, I thought it was. I thought it was yeah. good fun. Yeah, it was I yeah, enjoyed it.
0: It was a good fun film. Yeah, it was it was it was a nice one to go out with, you know. It kind of like you know, a mix of genre, high school slasher. You know, serial killer film. It was
3: good. I thought it's am- it made me laugh quite a lot. Hmm. I thought it was quite amusing. It kept me engaged, and it was it was like a middle middle of the road quality, well made, well acted um, slasher set in, in a high school, and, and it sort of made a commentary about social media and. And people's time. presence on yeah, yeah. Pre- it, it had all the the overlays. So when people were getting texts or likes on their Twitter or whatever, it would come up on the screen, and it reminded me a bit of that other high school film that I quite liked a couple of years ago. game with the D.
0: Oh, detention.
3: Detention. I really enjoyed detention. Actually, so i have going to
0: say detention was was much better than this film. I think it
3: det- was better. Yeah, you know,
0: detention was much more five. imaginative. Yeah. Yeah, I mean yeah. it's very true. I mean um I mean it's kind of yeah, I mean it was it was good. I mean the leads in it were very good. Um you know, they're they're both the two girls in it, they're both from uh, the X Men franchise. X Men yeah. universe, yeah. Yeah. One played the <laughs> I mean, new that, storm, the other one was in Deadpool, you know.
3: When Alan Jones was Really sucking this bloke's <laughs> cock when he was saying that he's the best director in the mm. world virtually and all this sort of stuff. And, um, you know, I thought he did a competent job. It, there was nothing in there that said to me this bloke is the next Spielberg, though. So um, I don't
1: right, know where that came from. Uh, to be from. fair, I'm not sure he said that, did he? But okay. Well, well, he did well, introduce in him as. Words.
0: Yeah, he did introduce him as like a, a director to watch and all this stuff. But I mean, right. that's, but the thing is when you, with film festivals and stuff, you get a bit of hyperbole anyway, you know, they, yeah. they're, they're trying to big things up and, you know, you know, and if, I guess in Alan's eyes, you know, this guy is, you know, up and coming and he's trying to do the best for him. So he's going to say yeah. that stuff.
1: Yeah. I mean, it it, it it had the sort of feel of, of like scream Mm, uh, about yeah. it to a certain extent but i thought one of the most interesting things about it actually was the commentary on on social media yeah and the fact it was actually when you think about it because this was a, obviously a, a fairly light-hearted film but when when you strip that away it's actually quite dark mm. you know, yeah what is it yeah. was saying and you know about you know your, your your popularity and and how many likes you get etc is, is so important that it's even worth you know uh killing, for. killing yeah. people for <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, uh, to, 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 to the point where y- y- you know our characters are almost at, at, at odds with one another at one point about this so um mm. you know i don't want to spoil it but yeah. uh, uh i i thought i thought that it dealt with with that in a very entertaining but interesting way and it's one of those that you leave still sort of thinking about, uh, or at least I did anyway. Yeah, you
0: know, true, the, 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 I did.
1: Sort
5: of it did
0: stay with me for a while afterwards, yeah.
5: Mm. yeah. Clive, so what were your thoughts? I, I enjoyed it. I thought the two leads were really strong. You know, it, it does have this nice satirical element. It is it's it is trying to do something slightly different with the slasher format, you know, in a, in the vein of a scream. But it's got that that sort of Mean Girls meets Heather's sort of snarky humour going all the way through it. The fact that, that you know you've got these two uh, girls who trap a serial killer, uh, and uh, yeah, and, and they've got this sort of you know murderous partnership. And it's uh, yeah, it's, it's 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 sort of it's it, it's 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 very slick and it's funny. Um, ultimately, ultimately I, I think it's thinks it's a little bit clever than it actually is, but, but I did enjoy it. Yeah, it was good fun. Mm-hmm. And you must have been happy with the claret in it,
1: Mike. Yeah. Cause there was quite oh, a some good, uh,
3: yeah, some good kills in it really Some good quite good gore. Wasn't
1: yeah. there?
4: Yeah.
3: No, it ticked all the boxes. It was like, if, you know, if, if I, if you watched it on Netflix or something, you go, actually that was good. I enjoyed that. I, I had a good time with it.
5: Yeah.
4: Yeah. So, oh yeah. So yeah no, I've, I've, I've
5: yeah. just, so I just got to mention, uh, josh hutcherson in it who people will remember from the hunger games movies as a as a great sort of cameo role where he sends himself up rotten there's this sort of brooding loner on a he's so it's so good it's it's like um if it, if uh, fans of twin Peaks, if you remember the sort of james yes character, yeah, it's, yeah it's, james it's, it's almost it's almost it's <laughs> almost that like a like a mickey take of that uh, yeah it's so yeah. It, 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 it's so good yeah. And, yeah. Uh,
0: yeah, it was. It was a shame he wasn't in it for longer. To tell the truth, I think they yeah. got rid of him quite quickly.
3: But. Well, I've not seen the Hunger Games, so that completely went yeah. over my head. But I did appreciate yeah. the humour. Well, great. he
0: he was actually in detention. He was the the the
3: guy in oh. there. Yeah. So. Was we'll he? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, so there's a link there, there yeah, as well. well yeah. Ah, oh, there yeah. you go. There you go.
1: There you go. Good. Cool. Right. Well, so there
0: done. you go.
1: Oh, we we made it. Cool. <laughs> we <laughs> made it. Didn't now, now is the moment of truth then. Yeah. Um, and I, I always think guests should go first on this. Um,
3: <laughs> Paul, are you still there? Would you say, no, uh, Paul's left overall... us. Has uh, Paul gone, is Yes, it? he has. Oh, he he
0: apologises, but he, uh, he, he says he quite enjoyed it. Uh, right.
3: Mayhem, I know, was Paul's favourite film that he saw on the day. Yeah. Uh, let me flick back through the programme, and the one that he didn't like... I would say, because he actually had quite, uh, I actually say that he wouldn't have anything that he didn't yeah. like. He actually, yeah. he, 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 yeah. had, he had a really solid day and if he would have stayed like i asked him to for the villainess he would have <laughs> gone home with a cracker of a day
4: yeah i think yeah. that's one
3: of the that was one of the most solid days out of all of them really
0: yeah but true but um, i mean most of us when we we first did fright fest we, we did it in quite a small dosage so he he had oh like yeah a i'm large not i'm not dose. criticizing yeah.
3: him yeah he's just, he just well, it makes up, me hustle. it makes <laughs> me realize how abnormal i am because, you know, <laughs> we know that, case be, already. I well,
1: know, but seriously, sitting through a, the films to me is like nothing. But I do think, yeah, it, actually, it is quite extreme, isn't it? Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> All right. So, Mike, what was your pick from movie heaven Fail?
3: Villainess. Top notch or with a with a with a very strong close second was le, uh, no, not le bar l bar <laughs> uh, was my second strongest okay. l bar had it all the way up until I saw the villainess and the the hell will be uh let's have a look there's a nice little selection here, but sequence break really fucked me off
0: okay right, Clive, yeah. what was your picks?
5: Uh, okay, for movie heaven, I'm gonna say uh, my number one film was The Bar, and uh, for movie hell, I'm gonna uh, my movie hell is Psychopaths.
0: Okay.
1: And Keith, what was your picks? Crap! I really should have seen The Bar, shouldn't I? Fuck. Um, yeah. Okay. Elba. Bar. Uh, <laughs> I, I like Mike. Obviously, thought Villainess was amazing, but um. Because it's uh, horror, I'm going to go with Killing Ground as Movie Heaven for this one. And uh, I am also going to go with Sequence Break as Movie Hell because that's the film that made me miss bloody um, the one I wanted to watch, uh, you know, Bad Date or whatever it's called. So, um, yeah, uh, Bad Match. Sorry, oh, Bad, bad Match. match sorry. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so, yeah, K- Killing Ground, Heaven, Sequence Break, Hell.
0: And for me, I'm going to go for Low Life as Heaven. And for wow. her, I'm going to go for The Terror of Hallow's Eve. Yeah,
3: I'm with you on that <laughs> one, baby. <laughs> oh, yeah. There you go. <laughs> nice one.
0: Because <laughs> uh, thankfully this year, I dodged a lot of bullets. I missed a lot of... Uh, what.
3: Last people... year, you got shot to shit, didn't you?
0: I only saw one film. It was the worst film ever. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
3: Yeah, uh, and I got wow. to see Train trains to Busan when I turned up for the, my day there. Yeah, so yeah, good one. Yeah, that
1: was a good
3: one. Okay, good. Right, right, guys, thanks, gents, that well, has gone on a long, long time. time. Yeah, so yeah, 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 got yeah to lot the lot end this.
5: I mean, maybe uh, we just got very quickly time to mention ones that we didn't get a chance to see which other people told us from. Yeah, was
1: awesome. yeah.
5: Like Cold Hell I heard really great things yeah. about. Yeah, Stuart was big on that one, wasn't yeah.
0: he? Imitation yeah, Imitation Girl I heard good things about.
5: Yes. And uh, Fre- uh, Freddie Eddie, also, uh, uh, Jason... Yeah, Jason, Jason Bourne liked that yeah, one, didn't he? Yeah. They? yeah. Mm. Okay. Um,
3: but I think you can,
5: if anyone's interested,
3: you go on the Fright Fest website, they will have the listing for all of the films that were screened. Yeah. You might even still be able to download a PDF of the program, which is probably a good idea. And you better have a good sort of viewing list. So if anything pops up on Netflix or Amazon Prime, you can uh, check them out.
4: That's
3: yeah, definitely. And, and, yeah.
5: and there was a whole strand of retrospective horror screenings, which, which we didn't even touch on because we all went for the new, yeah. The, the yeah. new stuff. But but they had had a couple of Hammer pictures. They had uh, uh, Return of the Living Dead 3 (coughs) and Dream Demon. So, yeah, there's some interesting stuff in there. Yeah, the Hammer
3: ones have just come out on a new Blu-ray set, including the Gorgon, which I just bought separately a few weeks ago because I knew that there's a good Blu-ray quality copy of the Gorgon, which has Christopher Lee and Peter Cushing in. And Barbara Shelley. It's a nice one, directed by Terence Fisher. So it's... it's, uh, it's a good one. Ah, um okay, cool. Yeah.
1: All right, so uh to our guests and um if people want to and see your work, uh where where can where where uh, can they go for that?
4: Just
3: go on YouTube search, search for Mike Tech films and you'll find my channel with all my stuff on there, which hasn't been updated lately, but Keith is going to be appearing very shortly in my next project. So uh called the judge, but we'll uh well, hopefully... Uh, oh, yeah, by the way, Keith, we're the the animal that's going to be in that film is now going to be the one and only El Bandito. Oh, right. Oh, interesting. So Bandit, <laughs> so Bandit is going to become a film star because he's such a handsome boy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, you heard it here first, folks.
3: Yeah, yeah. Lou. So I was just going to say, Lou, my wife, is a dog trainer. She's, she's on board because initially I said I want to have a dog in this film and she she was like oh no i can't have bandit in there because it might fuck up his training regime but we can we can actually aim at him with a pretend gun and he'll fall down like he's been shot you know like clyde in uh, the every which yeah, ray yeah, but yeah. loose films yeah. and he's really but i, d- come I on, did suggest so. bandit when you first yeah. mentioned this well i think I mean, it'd, you, it'd you thought i was perfect. a lunatic. No, no, no. I wanted him originally, but then I had to back off. Uh, But this other guy said he couldn't do it today. So Bandit's now going to be in the breach. Anyway, that's by the by. (laughs) So that's my information.
0: Cool. And Clive, where can people find your work?
5: Uh... Well, if people are interested in finding my work, they can go on to Vimeo and search for Clive Ashenden and uh, you'll find the stuff that I've done there. Or I also appear as an actor in several of Mike's productions, so you can look at the Apocalyptic Conservatory Studios uh, stuff and and you, and you might you might catch a glimpse of me there. Uh, yeah, Quite they, uh, a few glimpses. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Indeed. So, yeah, thanks for having me on, guys. Really enjoyed yeah, it and it me helped too. me to sort of it has, it's very much helped my fright fest come down to uh, to to talk through the movies. So yeah, yes. yeah. Excellent. Overall, it's been
3: a pretty good fright fest.
0: Yes, yeah. it was a very good fright
6: fest. Cause, you Strong
3: year. Mm. Yeah, and I didn't mind the fact that I was going to miss a few films. I said to Tim uh, Richards, my makeup guy, I said, you know, I'm just going to chill out. I'm not going to look at the trailers. I'll just play as it goes. And if I get a ticket on the day for one that people say is particularly good, I'll take it. I'm not going to beat myself up over it like I used to do years ago um but it's a great fest good value every year as always and i'm really looking forward to seeing the next one with you guys and maybe we can look at the Glasgow as a possibility
0: yes well there's the halloween all-nighter as well coming up
3: oh is that an all-nighter or is it an all-dayer i thought they changed the timing it's an an all-dayer now oh it's all-dayer okay oh that's a bit more better isn't it i might be up for that yeah let me know guys yeah
0: yeah
1: yeah okay
3: cool
0: right keith where can people find your work
1: uh if you go to youtube and put in british Isles, spell e-y-l-e-s you can find um short films that i've written produced and directed there
0: okay and as always you can find my work at independentrunnings.com. uh you can listen to this podcast on itunes stitcher youtube and all good podcast providers uh you can follow us on facebook and twitter just search movie heaven movie hell and uh Please do leave us a rating and review on iTunes and Stitcher. It all helps. So uh, thank you for joining us on this extended podcast. I don't think we any of us thought it'd go on for this long, but here we are.
3: <laughs> well, at least I could take a toilet break halfway through. <laughs>
4: Without
0: anyone knowing. <laughs> and uh, join us for uh, our next episode of Movie Heaven, Movie Hell. I'm sure it will be shorter. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.
3: Hey!